Hello, and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Kalipu, and this is level 273. And joining me tonight is the Big L. Why, hello. And we have X the Hero. Hello, hello. Did L's voice crack when he said hello? That's an embarrassing way to start the show. Did um, it? If I'm... it did, I totally did not even pick up on it. Oh, maybe his mic cut out. I was just Either way, I'm just that's very... we're gonna roll with that. That happened, and that's Hello. on the air now. L's voice cracked. <laughs> Welcome to puberty. Thank you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That was the uh, one of the fun things about my nephews when they are hitting puberty. They're just talking. And they go, Aunt Brooke, <laughs> or stop making fun of me. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, I dealt with that and I was picked on relentlessly. Now it's <laughs> now your the turn. tables have turned. Every so often, their voice their voice will crack. Not nearly as much, though. It's uh, but, it's pretty uh, mortifying when it happens to students in the classroom because, you know, no one pays <laughs> attention to the teacher. But as soon as a student talks, everyone listens. And then you just had, you know, 30 people hear your voice crack. Like, ooh, good luck recovering from that. Someone was probably recording, you know. Oh, it's the worst. You're quiet, Al. Listen to the young boys talk about puberty. <laughs> well, speaking of crack. You want from me. Uh, no, wait. No, oh, yeah, that's not no, going to uh, be a good transition. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> don't do meth. I just forgot what I was going to say because I don't what understand how that about? transition was going to go. He's talking about plumbers. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, when they fix your toilet, you get crack. Yeah. So apparently, L spends a lot of time yeah. looking up plumber's crack, looking down plumber's crack. I am the plumber's crack. Yeah, I mean, it might be looking up too. <laughs> I haven't seen a search history. <laughs> I don't think All right, any yeah, of us want to see that. that. Oh. <laughs> Let's get all of the show because hey, I don't show know how to get out crack. of this. Here's what I found. Oh. What? Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good thing this is an audio only one. I... <laughs> All right. We've already lost some viewers this week. So for those of you sticking uh, around. Yeah, that's definitely been an issue. We can go ahead and get started uh, now. So, <laughs> but yeah, let's just get into our patron question of the week. This week is the brainchild of X. So uh, why don't you go ahead and. Give your answer. Sure. Your question. Ah, more like so, the brain child. That was actually really ah. good if you saved that for like 30 seconds from now. Maybe say it again in They'll 30 it seconds. In you can yeah. cut and paste. Anyway, um, it's middle of October, which means two things. It is pumpkin spice season and Halloween is rapidly approaching. Mm. And uh, so in the spirit of Halloween, I was trying to think of a Halloween-themed question, and uh, here's what I came up with. So, what game would be made much better or much worse if they added zombies to it? And uh seemed like everyone liked the question in the, what are we going to call ourselves, the, the podcast brainstorming collective on what question we ask week after week. And uh, that was what we rolled with. So what game? <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? So what would be much better or worse if they added zombies and i'll just keep on talking i'll go right into my answer so we call them the cool patrons <laughs> the ones that I mean, respond I... I mean they're all cool of course but yeah i was gonna say the what cool... about the ones that don't respond 
All right. Well, so I don't really have like one. Some are better than others. Specific game. But kind of like a, a genre. Anyway, uh, like moving out and overcooked and overcooked too and moving out too and think of the children and those sort of local co-op, you know, chaos style party games, if you want to call them that. I think like just take overcooked and you already have all the other nonsense and now we're just going to add zombies and i know before someone you know chimes in but we did have zombies but that was that was the obstacle just take like you're on a train and you have to cook pizza on a train but there's also zombies on the train and i think it would just add a a nice ridiculous extra layer to it and honestly, it's on brand for that type of game. Like, think moving out, you know, you're in a cemetery <laughs> and you have all the other shenanigans going on, but also there's zombies. And if they touch you, they turn you into that a zombie work. and then you're slow moving or something. I don't know. They could they could work with it. And I think uh, I think it would make it much more hectic and possibly frustrating. But if done well, it could just be another little obstacle. And haha, we went from the desert level to the zombie level. And I think that could make those types of games a lot of fun. I was going to say, putting zombies in Overcooked just makes it even more chaotic. <laughs> that's exactly what you need. Heck yeah. No, that's what I mean. I think uh, just keep everything there and add zombies. It's just a, it could even be like a DLC or something. I don't know. The zombie pack. I'd buy it. Probably everyone listening would buy it. That would be great. And then uh, we didn't really need to do both, but I just had a random thought. Uh, if they added zombies to Xbox Fitness, you guys remember that one? Oh my goodness. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I think that could have been like weirdly motivational because, you know, there's Sean T on your screen, you know, pump it, ooh, <laughs> pop it, ooh, twist it, whatever. And, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do working out to, you know, <laughs> Iron Steel Man or whatever the heck he's trying to make you look like in 30 days. Uh, you know, somehow there's zombies. And if you don't do the pose just right, the zombie bites you. And there could be achievements for, you know, complete the entire you know, P90X without getting one zombie bite or something. I think a lot of people would be pretty ripped. For real, though. <laughs> or there would just be a lot of stuffed animals that are ripped for just sitting in front of the <laughs> webcam. Freaking Elroy's rhino. I think that was the one that Elroy put the, the rhino yep. in front of. <laughs> so, yeah, those are those are my two. It could make it uh, much worse or much better, depending on how you look at it. But, yeah, party games, overcooked, moving out. Add zombies, man. Interesting. <laughs> what do you got, Kenny? All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and read off some uh, patron responses first. Uh, Hentai Site 5 says, Forza Horizon 4 would be much better if they added zombies because it's already so much fun to mow down the foliage in the countryside. But now there will be a zombie in that mix sometimes. So you get that satisfying scrunch and splat as well as a new trick to keep your score chain going. Resident Evil 2 remake would be much worse if they added zombies because there's already so many zombies. There's already so many zombies. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> that was not the spirit of the question, but I love your answer. <laughs> Forza Mental Horizon. I did not think of that. Great answer. You know, I'm curious... And, uh, uh, you know, if you hear this, feel free to answer me. Uh, Mental Night 5 slash Anti-Site 5. Why Forza Horizon 4? Why not 3? Wouldn't Australian zombies be fun? Because then they're upside down. What about Forza Horizon 5? Are Mex- uh, Mexican zombies... Uh, are, what makes British it, zombies superior that you he, chose? He did say why. Number 4. 
because of the foliage in the countryside, and and it did have that. Yeah, but so does Australia so like and Mexico. Green, so like the red on green is um just a good color palette. Eh, I'm not buying it. All right, well. I mean, having them uh, in five would be great, too, because then it would be like a zombie with a sombrero. Yeah, see? And then that, it lends itself very oh, nicely festive, very to, festive. you know, a Dia de los Muertos celebration. Actually, that sounds like that actually works really well. I said it as a joke, but oh my god. I How mean, cool Dead, Rising, Dead Rising had cars you could drive, right? And mow down my crate. And it was so much fun. Yeah, so. But this would be, like, prettier. Well, hear me out. I literally just thought of this. So Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard now, which means they own Call of Duty Zombies. Mm-hmm. We could get the Forza COD Zombies crossover oh, that we didn't know we God. needed until right now. Holy crap. Someone get this a <laughs> Phil Spencer stat. <laughs> How freaking cool would oh, that be? Oh, man. That would be oh, something. That's just... Now that's making me think. So like in the Forza Horizon games... When you honk the horn, it had you can sometimes play like the Sea of Thieves theme or the Halo <laughs> theme or whatever. Now it could play the Call of Duty theme, the zo- zombies theme. Ah, Forza Horizon Four, or actually just Forza Horizon in general. general any of them? Not yeah. necessarily just four. Good answer. <laughs> I like it. Now I want it. Uh, next response comes from Fulgore Latin. Do I have to read this? It's so stupid. It's, I don't <laughs> think this is actually a real I think answer. they should add. Is there any other con- I'll say it. Just someone's going to laugh. You know, Mario will appreciate it. I think they should add zombies to Red Dead Redemption. What a nightmare that would be. But, um, Maybe sh- Call of Duty as well. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't screen these. I don't screen these. If you add the podcast, I just add it, and then we read it off. Sometimes it gets read beforehand. Other times, they don't. That's right. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right. And last one I'm going to read comes from Screamhole. I think city skylines would be amazing with zombies. Those infrastructure freaks would get a kick out of having to plan a working city with a constant threat of zombies. Major roads would need serious walls. Houses would need to be elevated or have spiral staircases. Water sources would need good purification to get the rotting flesh bacterium out of it. A coordinated extermination force in addition to traditional services like police, fire, etc. Abundant. But well-fortified medical buildings, I'm pumped just spitballing about it. I love this idea because city skylines has so much of the natural disasters, earthquakes, tsunamis and stuff like that. that You have to sometimes prepare for. So adding zombies to it. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, I don't know what this says about me as a person, but playing Sim City as a child where you could like go into the sandbox mode or whatever and create the disasters. I enjoyed getting full functioning developed cities and then just ruining them with earthquakes and stuff that. Probably uh-huh. probably leads to something wrong with my brain as an adult, but that was great fun as a kid. That's right up there with Roller Coaster Tycoon, just making the roller coaster that just shoots them off the end of the track into a giant fireball. That was always fun, too. Um, oh, man, I've killed so many <laughs> of the annoying uh, guests. Oh, you're angry? Okay, here, go in this roller coaster. I want to launch <laughs> you to your death. Or you could aim the roller coaster you. into another ride and get double the carnage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know what the hell's wrong with us, L? Uh, yeah. 
You the real answer like me. is that when we were 10 years old, we watched 3,000 people mm-hmm. die on live TV and then nothing ever got better after that. That's what's wrong with our generation. Wow. 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 Uh, Prove me um, wrong. Kenny. <laughs> what? Um, Whose turn is it now? <laughs> uh, that's the morbid part of the podcast. There we go. I don't. Uh, I'm going to go with my answer because I don't know what to say to it in response to that. Um, Other than, I, damn, he so, I asked a question, he answered it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so my answer very much along with Frames is I thought of Jurassic Park Evolution games. Okay. And I guess now that I'm kind of thinking about it, you could also work this in with Zoo Tycoon. Uh, Jurassic Park okay. Evolution, you know, your dinosaurs can get sick. And before you have like vaccines or cures for X disease, then, uh, then, you know, it can sit there and spread throughout the park. And then all of a sudden all of your dinosaurs are sick and dying from some parasite or whatever. Why not make it a zombie one? Make it zombie dinosaurs that maybe they're like stronger, more hell bent on getting out, eating people or something like that. Or maybe the general population gets sick and causes havoc. You all of a sudden have zombies like running up the the fences, kind of like in uh, uh, I just lost the movie Day Z. They're trying to get in World War Z. World War Z. Thank you. Yes, not Day Z. Ozzy. You mentioned Zoo Tycoon ah, there. Movie. I'm wondering, would it be like human zombies, or would it be like Pet Cemetery in Zoo Tycoon with the animal zombies because like if i remember cor- correctly i think they're i think the old zoo tycoon is like the good one not the one on xbox i think they had diseases unless i'm thinking of another game i'm just trying to think like what like a zombie panda how big of a threat would a zombie panda realistically be mm, maybe not necessarily a zombie panda but like a zombie like grizzly bear yeah okay freaking right. terrifying or a zombie kangaroo what you know if, how to defeat a zombie which, a zombie panda you have I mean, to, a zombie panda a panda's still a panda they're still lazy do you know how to defeat one uh is this going to be a bamboo pun how yes maybe you have to bamboozle <laughs> it right you, you got it <laughs> <laughs> stupid <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would never make a pun like that, no. <laughs> yeah, totally, no. That's not your... 273 <laughs> episodes in, Al, you're becoming a little predictable. <laughs> you'd be We're worried. all predictable you, at this You'd point. be worried if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about a couple of different games. I really can't think of a game where adding zombies makes it worse. Like, having a zombie threat in just about anything kind of just makes it better makes it more interesting but uh yeah oh how about you all right i'm gonna read from the patrons mr ahizo says star wars jedi fallen order would be better with zombies there would be an excuse for my lightsaber not one-shotting everything when i stab them they sort of had them (laughs) briefly anyways spoilers I mean, I think sure. I mean, that is like a. I don't even really know Star Wars and lightsaber, kind of cuts things in half. So, 
That's a good point. Why am I not one-shotting everything? It's a better chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. NDP shockingly said, Rocket League. Can you imagine not playing, excuse me, can you imagine playing rocket car soccer and also splattering zombies at the same time? Sign me up. See? Any any game where you're driving something. You know what? If they got the physics right and you, you know, ran over zombies with the ball, it would have like chunks of flesh on it and then it wouldn't roll in a straight line because it wouldn't be round anymore. Or you can knock. Or you can knock the zombie's head off and use that as the ball. <laughs> There's different layers and you can go with See, it just gets better. Then you'd have to play Rocket League. No one wants to do that, so. Although <laughs> we, we did have to play Rocket League the other day when uh, Xbox 360 wasn't working. That was fun. Ooh, speaking of Rocket League, if uh, you need those trade achievements, get on them. Why? Yeah. Oh, I don't tell know if they're ending, ending trades. I didn't really look into it too terribly much. Oh, for real? Yeah, they're ending trades. Yeah, I, uh, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know the logistics. Oh, I kind of just brought that up as a side comment, but for a little tangent, they're getting rid of in-game item trading, um, I think is the short version, and there are some achievements that are difficult to get on your own. But you can like it, you know, collect a whatever item. But someone can just trade it to you, and then you get the right. achievement. So if you huh. don't get Good it, yeah, if I'm you not... don't get it before they take away the trading, then you actually have to earn your own item and achievement. <laughs> Ugh. Note to self: look at those achievements, because <laughs> I know I don't have the game completed. Yeah, I think there's there's only a couple of them. There's like a, a painted item and a certified item, and then maybe something yeah. else. But yeah, those are going away soon. So I'm glad I brought huh, that up. Good then. to know. I don't know when, just soon. I, I'm very, I, yeah. I'm very glad you brought that up because I didn't see that or else I would have made some sort of mention on the podcast. Cool. All right. I did a good thing. All right. You can go now. <laughs> it's hey, what about me? Oh. <laughs> you still have a patron response to read. Oh. All right. We got pretty, oh, my voice cracked again. Pretty Pete's heart miss. All of the Paw Patrol games would be significantly better with zombies. <laughs> I mean, sure. So, like, are the dogs zombies? Are you um, <laughs> jumping over the zombies? In what aspect? Well, Paw Patrol, you have, like, the firefighter dog and then the police mm-hmm, dog mm-hmm. right so you could have the zombie exterminator dog you have to rescue people from zombies instead of just like generic situation and then instead of collecting the little gold bones you get I don't know a shotgun zombies hate shotguns <laughs> yes the, <laughs> the one, their one weakness their one hatred zombies hate this one firearm so my idea I don't think they've really done this but a Final Fantasy game with zombies now I know some Final Fantasy games have zombies as an enemy type as an undead enemy type where you and uh, then don't forget that they have ghouls which is the same enemy just with a different color no it's different but I'm talking about uh, zombies as part of the main story. 
Or have they ever done it where you play as the zombies and then the humans are, are trying to kill you and then you have to swarm them like you play as the bad guys type of game and you're the zombies? That would be fun. It's called Plague Inc. Oh, and really? it's great. Well, I meant an RPG form, but okay. It's called Plague Inc. And it's great. Oh, that's <laughs> not an RPG. I mean, was it Gears 3? Had, I forget what they called it, anti-horde mode. Where beast? you were the locust. That was beast mode. Beast, that's what it was, yep. Yeah. I have not heard of that. Interesting. Really? Yeah, I never got into Oh, man. Yeah, Beast Gears, is fun. Uh, multiplayer. No, no, I'm trying to beast think. Is, is there anything like what you're saying? Or you are the zombie? Well, There's I mean, got to be some out there. I mean, it would control horribly. You would fall down every five steps. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know how great it would be. I mean, you could do but like dying light smarter zombies. Than oh, my gosh. Could you imagine what you just said, El, made me think of this. Could you imagine trying to do human fall flat while also having to run away from zombies? <laughs> while being a zombie. <laughs> Waka would still do it with his eyes closed. Oh, 100%. I know he could do it. I that can would barely be climb. A Waka's <laughs> weird wonder. Zombies in my human fall flat. Oh, I'm the count again. Damn it. I always wind up being the count. <laughs> Every time. That was like... That was like half Romanian and half Indian. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, somebody asked me my favorite vampire, and I told them it's it's the vampire from Sesame Street. And they're like, no, he doesn't count. I was like, he most certainly does. Uh, <laughs> we were all waiting. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was the, expecting the, him to say like Count Chocula or something. <laughs> he totally counts. Get it? It's so good. I said right, the punchline a second time. Responses. Go, go, go. All right, all right. Did you finish your final fa- Final Fantasy thought? I guess I just thought it was a good <laughs> idea. I like you it. Could do oh, like you a, know, yeah, he did. You That's could, right. <laughs> or maybe do like a zombie uh, love story. Have we ever? Have we ever done anything like that? That sounds fun. Uh, there was a movie. Too. What movie was that? There it, has to be a movie about that, or like, a game about zombie love. Oh, oh really? I can picture it. Like yeah, you know what? He's a zombie, and then like he starts hanging out Shaun with a human, and he like turns back into human, and the cure for I'm spoiling the movie. Sorry, the cure for zombies is love. What movie? What the heck is it called? That sounds vaguely familiar. And I'm gonna be very warm bodies. That's I, it. I don't want to type warm bodies. That's warm bodies. Hmm. I definitely have not seen it, but that sounds familiar. I kind of just spoiled like the main plot line, but you figure that out about 20 minutes into it, and then how it plays out, I won't spoil. But yeah, that's that's it. As they hang out with humans, and the humans learn that oh, zombies aren't. It came out in 2013, so like 10 years, you know, uh, you know, oh, the zombies aren't too bad. We can not be afraid, and then the zombies, yeah, they be, they become Ugh, unzombified. Awful. It's awful, but it's not terrible, actually. Anyway, uh, Wild West Awake. Good on, good on you for looking that up. I wasn't going to type in uh, zombie love movie. Oh, I typed in zombie movie cured by love, and it was it was the 
the second result actually oh, weirdly enough. Sense. Um, that's a much sa- that's a much safer way to, to look that up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need a private tab for that one. So, Wild West 08. <laughs> I think Riftbreaker would be cool with some DLC landing on a planet full of zombies. Mm. You have to build a fence around your community and make it self-sustaining along with defeating the hordes. Oh yeah, that's easy. That makes sense. I uh I actually don't know Riftbreaker. Is that a SimCity style game? Um, just from the sound of it. Yeah, it's kind of SimCity, but also like you have to create armies and defenses and stuff like that. It's like Command and Conquer meets SimCity. Oh, all right, cool. Kind of like a uh, Act Razor, but not dated and terrible. Never played it. It's uh, I've heard a lot about oh, it, but yeah. never played it. It's uh, is it a Metroidvania or is it just like two D? No, no, just side no. scroller with SimCity side quest. It's bizarre, but anyway, we're not going to yeah. talk about that. Uh, Spooktickle, Spooktickle. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Spooktickle Mario. I've been racking my brain and I can't think of a single game that would be worse with added zombies. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Foof? He's, he's on your team. Power Wash Simulator. Add tension by making right. blast away zombies. Visual novels, zombie character dialogue is easier to skip. Thomas was alone. Thomas was secretly bitten. <laughs> uh, you know, there was like weirdly some plot in Thomas was alone, so that could uh, could add a bonus level hidden element to the end. I don't know. See, adding zombies might actually make me want to play Batterwash Sim. Might. I mean, I think it would work very It'd nicely. Probably still somehow make it boring. You have to, you know, clean whatever, but there's zombies coming. And yeah, I, I like that idea. You have to blast the zombies away. You have to keep them at bay. Defend yourself while also cleaning. And they, they would, you oh, know, gosh. work some humor into it and be like, hey, listen, uh, we have a job for you at the spooky old mansion. Uh, you'll need to clean it at night under moonlight on the full moon. And, uh, you know, we'll pay you an extra 50% if you don't ask questions. And then, you know, oh, 20% and in, be like, they'd be like, every- hey, by the way, we forgot to remind you there's some uninvited guests. And then 40% clean, they'd be like, by uninvited, we knew they were there. We just don't want them. And then at 60%, be like, the guests are zombies, you know. <laughs> and that's how it would break out. And this is how the Resident Evil DLC came to be. <laughs> As you shoot the zombies with your power wash to... uh to defend yourself, it just makes things dirtier, so then you have to go back and Jeez. re-power wash it. I, uh, I'm i digging that, actually. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. Then they like throw up on the wall, and you got to re-clean it. You got to re-clean it? <laughs> yeah, it's just like an extra handicap. That'd be cool. Man, if someone get... If you get uh, whoever it is that created that game, that idea, someone send that to them. Get, have them get on the Resident Evil DLC. And then we can interview yeah. them on the podcast. Yeah, they It goes like so well when we interview game like developers the... on the podcast. It does. Hey, it did that one time. <laughs> so two. Yeah, they put that pointless franchise like SpongeBob in there. They could put a they could put a good one like Resident Evil in there. Something good. They had Yeah, something like they that. had Tomb yeah. Raider. And Final Fantasy, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So no achievements for did those. Did they two, have Final right? Fantasy? No achievements for those. So that doesn't. Yeah, exist. the only one with achievements so far has been SpongeBob. But clearly, they're cool mm-hmm. with uh, reaching out and acquiring licenses. So who has the license for zombies? I mean, Cloud I guess Microsoft. What was now, the Final right? Fantasy one? FF Seven, Kenny. Go back and listen <laughs> to some older episodes. Man, I I truly just I don't like that game. So I guess when people talked about it, I just kind of tuned it out. I do remember something about yeah. that, but I couldn't tell you what it was that you, you cleaned. I assume you cleaned. I've, I've done, uh, forgot. Cloud's motorcycle, probably then, his sword. Uh, Barrett's sword. motorcycle. Highwind. Air says never mind. Uh, <laughs> Casket. And, Oh no! Shh. Rose Garden, you dummy! Uh, you I think the casket needs clean? Probably have to. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. It's already at the bottom of the water. You'd have to clean Cloud's dress after his uh, infiltration date night. <laughs> yeah, that definitely needed cleaning. <laughs> Good achievement. Uh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Fuggenstein's monster supermarket shriek now is zombies <laughs> that shriek back when startled. That would be fun. <laughs> what a fun game that was. That was like someone was just influenced by some kind of foreign substance one night and came up with that game, and I'm very glad they did. <laughs> it's foreign substance. Uh, that would have been the segue. Speaking choice, of crack, Frank. Supermarket Shriek. Damn. <laughs> right. Man, I had one a minute ago. Oh, right. Brains. Brains. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not correct. I had another answer a minute ago. I completely lost it. Darn it. If I remember halfway through the, through the show, I'll just I'll just bring it up. Zombie Tycoon? There you go. What if they Instead did like the, uh, like the farm simulators and if zombies get into your crops, you have to lure them out of the crop before you can kill them. Because you can't kill the zombie in your crops, because then, you know, they taint the crops. Oh, God, that would be horrific, because you could use, like, those big, uh... Or you could sacrifice the crops and just run them things. through the combine. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, the combine, that's... I it. think, I don't know. Still not enough to get me to play a farming sim game, but... They're wildly boring. Maybe not with zombies. You said taint. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> All right. With that. <laughs> See, he is going through puberty uh, with the voice cracks and, you know, yeah, taint's yeah, a yeah. funny word. Boy, you boy, know boy. what else is a funny word? No, that's just L. You know what else is a funny word? Bequeath. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought you were going to say something like moist. Moist. And irritate again. a bunch of people. That's not a funny word. Bequeath is very funny. Shuttlecock is also very um, funny. <laughs> All right, then. Lots of education stuff for this week. <laughs> With that, unless you guys got anything else, any other games you want to add real quick to something that might be f- better and or worse? I'm trying to Let's think of ahead. some licensed game in honor of Nate not being here. Mm-hmm. If I have to give like an honorable be mention better. to best Morbius. answer... I'm really digging this. Uh, no, Morbius sucked. Oh. Forza Zombies crossover. All right. Yeah, it's that would be so much fun. 
Zombies make everything better. They just do. Except real life. Except real life. But anyway, speaking of Forza, I've been playing the new Forza Motorsport game. Have you guys jumped into this yet? Does it have oh, Horizon? Yeah, X and I have been playing in the game X title. And I have been playing uh, multiplayer, and we take turns um, customizing our cars, picking different wheels, going to the shop and 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 painting it. No, we haven't played this crap. Tell us about it. Oh come on! <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't expect you guys to play this. I kind of figured I was going to be alone trying this. Um. So yeah, 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 new Forza Motorsport came out. Not Forza Horizon, Forza Motorsport. I mean, he had the right answer. Um, <laughs> Does it have Horizon? Do what? <laughs> X is correct. If not, no. Yeah, initially when you asked, have you played the new Forza? If it doesn't have Horizon in it, then the answer is no. It doesn't count. <laughs> How many starters does well, it have now? Does it have over 100,000 yet? Um, 133. It has 100. Yeah, 133. Wow. Game Pass, man. Game Pass, and also, it's. I mean, it's good. It's right, very different it. from Forza Horizon. Very different. I mean, Forza Horizon. To say, if you don't me. actually know, Forza Horizon, and like while they're both like Forza games, they're both racing games. Mm-hmm. Forza Motorsports or Forza Horizon is like comparing like. Halo to Call of Duty. Like, sure, they're both shooters, but they're so different. They're completely different games. And the main difference, you know, Forza Horizon, I I heard on a podcast, I forget what it exactly, or which one it was, but someone said Forza Horizon is more of a driving game than a racing game, whereas Motorsport is a solely, it is a racing game. It's just, I wouldn't even say it like that. It's just Motorsport is racing sim, and Horizon is arcade racer. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, Horizon, sure, it's realistic. If you want to sit there and turn off all the assists, bump up the difficulty, it gets more, it gets realistic, you know, beautiful graphics and whatnot. Forza Motorsport, if you turn off all the assists and turn up the difficulty, you're going to drive yourself right into the wall. Like, it is even somehow even more realistic. <laughs> it is very sim. Yeah, I think I've I've and, uh, said this before. Um, not to step on your toes, but I no, I it. was all into Forza Motorsport to, like, I, I don't know, just every once in a while I'm in the mood for a car game. So, like, way back, I played mm-hmm. um, Forza Horizon 2, and that was fine. Um, I skipped 3. I skipped 4. Forza Horizon 5. Really? Fine. But then I played Horizon, and I I cannot go back to Motorsport. I tried playing Motorsport 6. Oh, you Motorsport. And, yeah, I tried playing Motorsport 6, going from 5 to all the Horizons, and then back to motorsport sick and i just i couldn't i couldn't do it uh so it's not that they're bad i'm not I'm saying not that at all it was just i needed a card game or a card game a car game and yeah i don't know horizon it just speaks to me more as not a racing sim person i just like driving around i like breaking stuff i like silly over the top shenanigans and yeah 
So I'm not going to say mm-hmm. motorsports bad. It's just not for me after having, you know, seen the other side, the grass is greener or something like that. No, yeah, exactly. That I mean, what you just said is exactly what I said uh, a little bit ago, where F- Horizon is more of just a driving game. Like, Forza Horizon, for the longest time it was four, now it's five, was just a permanent install on my Xbox, because every so often it's just like, all right, I got 20, 30 minutes to play. Uh, I just want to go racing. I just want to drive around, you know, run through some foliage, destroy a couple of fences, do a race, whatever. You know, Horizon just has it. It's fun. Motorsport, it is very much a racing game. So, like, I don't know how you guys race. Um, X, I assume you're probably more along with me, where you still have some of the assists on, like, the driving line, you don't have like a crazy high difficulty, but you bump it up a bit. Oh, what do I have? I uh, I don't do the whole line, but tell me when to hit my brakes. I do have on traction control and stability control. Yep, same. Um, ABS, I don't yep. like actually. That I turn off. Really? Yeah. I actually turn it. I keep that on. Oh, I hate it in real life, and I hate it in video games too. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so you can't buy a car anymore without ABS, which is annoying, but. What else? What mm-hmm. else? So can you? Yeah, I can don't. You still I don't rewind do the bottom difficulty. What was that, El? Can you still? Can you rewind in motorsport? Like you can? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. So if you mess up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah I don't know. Yeah. So like in Horizon, I'm very much like like you were just saying, X. I have a bunch of those on. Like I don't make it to where you know the computer breaks or turns for me. I don't want that on there. Like I want to drive myself. Um. But like you know. I bump up the difficulty. I, I play about medium or whatever they're they call it. Uh, I'm gonna say I get probably like a fifty percent credit boost or like forty five percent credit boost. I think I'm around like forty yeah. percent or something like that. Yeah, like I'm. It's not very high. Every once in a while, I enjoy the manual shifting too, but I don't regularly ooh, play with no, that. Not me. My, ooh, I I like automatic. My brother's a, a mad lad. He, he routinely plays with manual shifting with clutch on, and and does very Ooh, man. does very well. I don't know how he does it. I mean, I know literally how he does it. Hell, before you chime in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, if you can drive manual, I know it's much better. You can, uh, like brake and get out of their turns and whatnot, much better than you can with an automatic. But I don't particularly enjoy that. It's not if you're trying to drift. But uh, having it set to manual is a big help. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, I, I go from playing a lot of hours in Horizon. Uh, I think Horizon 5, I've got like 80-some hours into it. Like, I play, I play a lot of that game. I really enjoy it. And I come to Motorsport. And... On both, I like to keep the driving light on, especially especially in Horizon, because I play a lot of the off-road stuff and sometimes it's just like where where do i need to go next so like having a line on helps well in horizon you know if they tell you to break you don't really need to break <laughs> it's more of a suggestion hey, breaking is optional in motorsport in motorsport though when it says and when it has like that yellow 
in that line. It it's just it like exactly uh, that. Hey, don't wait. This until isn't it's a red. suggestion. <laughs> this is a yep. you need to start breaking or you're gonna go on the wall. And like if you see the red, it's not a hey, you need to do it. It's a command. It's like your mom just used your middle name command. Like you need to hit the brake now or you are in that wall. The the difference between these two games is crazy. What is your middle name? I was I knew motorsport was more sim, but I didn't exactly understand. Just like, oh wow, this is a lot more sim. Like I kept a lot of the assists on in this, and the difficulty, nah, that's down like <laughs> all the way. I think I bumped it up one. Yeah, I'm not good at driving games. Racing games to me are like fighting games. They're games I really enjoy. I wish I was really good at them, but I'm just not. Because I have fun with it. Yeah, that's how I feel about... That's what I was trying to say. Like, I every once in a while, I'm in the mood for a car game, and Motorsport did the job. But yeah, Horizon, it's just fun. They're just fun. It and is. half the time, if I hop in, I don't even actually, like, do a race, because there's tons of other objectives. You know, the speed traps and the jumps and the... The collectibles mm-hmm. in a racing game? Who thought that was a good idea? But I love it. It's so much it's fun. It's like, a, like, how the heck do you get up there? You know? So. And then sit here and just talk about how good Horizon is. I'm trying to talk about for- motorsport, <laughs> but both of us keep talking about Horizon. That's how good that freaking game is. For real. Like, it, but uh, I will say, though, in motorsport, there... And when you're sitting there like doing practices or even like races, they have like segments in the race and it times you in those segments how fast you got you get through it. And then when you go through it again, it shows you like if you're doing better or worse, like and by how much better and how much worse you're doing in that particular segment. So like there's part of it, like as I'm playing, I'm like, mm, I was 0.5 seconds slower on this one. I need to do better on the next lap or this time I was, you know, a second faster. It's just like, all right, beat my record. Try to get like motorsport kind of has that do a little bit better, do a little bit better. It definitely has that more competitive nature to it that I don't really get with horizon. Yeah. And I think that ties into it just being, it's designed to be realistic. Whereas horizon Mm -hmm. is designed to, again, it's just be an arcade racer, just drive cars, you know, break stuff versus they go all out on the physics and the, realism and the you know they laser scan the tracks and the cars down to the micrometer you know mm-hmm. whatever smallest detail and that's very much the and speaking of the details vibe they go for this game is pretty like settle down somehow Peter. they just keep making these racing games look better it is gorgeous if i'm not mistaken like when i turn it on i put it on the uh performance with ray tracing so it's like 60 frames locked ray tracing on oh man if i'm not mistaken i can imagine what this looks like at all if you have like a high-end computer with like a 4090 or something sorry i keep uh pausing on my own and i've confirmed no, so i am in fact not mistaken uh this is the first forza game made not for last gen this one is series only so graphically oh yeah they weren't yeah, held back by the the 10 year old xbox one hardware nope so that's cool because horizon 5 looked really yeah, good this is series only but you know how much better could it have looked if they weren't trying to make it work on the what eight-year-old hardware at that point so yep right 
Yeah. That's crazy. Motorsport, man. That Xbox One came out 10 years ago. Having just said that out loud. Yeah. Like, damn, I went to that midnight launch. That was the last midnight launch I uh-huh. ever went to and probably ever will go well, to. I went to a couple after. Oh, man, good times. I miss midnight launches. You know what? Actually, for what it's worth, uh, Forza Motorsport 5 you can have one was, whenever was you the want, first Kenny. game you I played on Xbox One after the midnight launch. <laughs> so my first you can make a... <laughs> last gen game was Forza Motorsport. Funny how that all comes together. Um, yes, I was saying you could make a sandwich at midnight at any time you want, but that's okay. Oof. Tom. <laughs> yes. But yeah, motorsport. I don't know how many people are actually going to enjoy this game. Like, I know pretty much everybody in the community likes Horizon. Um, I know motorsport just being a different beast. I know Super Bob like, is it's on Game Pass. very excited for motorsport. So, if you're listening, Super Bob, I read your stuff. <laughs> so, is there still a story? It's just, they still have a good soundtrack. Like, what's the difference, really? Like, what's what makes I mean, it the good? short so the short version here. The difference mostly is just the gameplay. I wouldn't even say that much. So, here, L, here's here's what I'm coming up with in my brain. So, Horizon, you just have a like an open world map. And there are things on that open world map to do. Motorsport, it is mm-hmm. tracks. There's no open world. There's no yeah. free roam driving. Yeah. You're on the track. You race on the track. That's it. You don't leave the track. Yeah. It is just like old school racing If you played games. like Gran Turismo on PS2 or even PS1, it's just that. It's tune your car, race your car. Yeah, it's a sim game. Yeah, exactly. Racing sim You're, versus arcade si- racer. It's... Yeah, it's Gran Turismo uh, compared to like Need for Speed. Very different. Game. There we go. That's a good example. So yeah, you if you just like right driving track. around and having fun, avoid motorsport. Again, not saying it's not fun, but if you're not into the track simulation, you're not going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, if you play Horizon and you see, ooh, new Forza, ooh, you're not going to have a good, you might not have a good time with this. Like, it's fun in and of itself. It's just a very different That's game. That's the key. It's fun for what it is, but it's a very different target audience than Horizon. And I can only imagine if, like, you're someone that has, like, a high-end computer and, like, the um the steering wheel and the pedals and all that and, like, a, a cockpit and everything. Like, I could see you loving this game more than Horizon. Yeah, because of just how realistic it. it is. Oh, um, you would be able to correct me better on this one because I have not played the new one. But L, you asked about the soundtrack. Horizon, you have all the radio stations, and you know the fun soundtrack. Uh, Motorsport, there's like, oh, right. like atmospheric, like elevator music almost in the background, but the focus is on the the car noises. There's no, there's no songs. There's music, but there's no songs. If that makes sense. Yeah, if there was okay. music, it, it I totally didn't even register it. I was definitely listening to more of the cars and concentrating on doing better and trying to actually race and be competitive than listening to those to the music. It's the, if you need like music in your driving games, you'll be pulling wow. up Spotify in the background. There is there's no in-game music, wow. so to speak. The more I we talk about this, the more I'm just realizing just how very different these games are. <laughs> like I knew they were different, but like 
even just down to the soundtrack, the feel, the vibes of the games are just totally different. Like playing motorsport, I don't want Spotify on. Like I just want to sit you want to listen to the cars, listen engines to the cars, <laughs> be competitive, like pay attention to what I'm doing to try to get better. Whereas Horizon, you know, I'm sitting back on the couch, I'm relaxed, I got Spotify on, I'm driving. Like, man, these games are really different now the more we talk about it. Oh, show. Still good, though. And it's on Game Pass. Like, if it wasn't on Game Pass, not a chance would I have bought this. Not <laughs> even a chance. Like, maybe if it was like 10 bucks, like, tops, I'd spend on this game. Because it's just, I know this isn't my thing. But beyond Game Pass, it's like, yeah, sure, why not? And also, since I don't care about my tag and not ha- and having achievements I'm never going to unlock, no big deal. Which, if you are one of those people and you just want to try it, see what the difference is, I would definitely put this on an alternate tag because just for completing the first race, you're going to unlock an achievement. This is very easy to get on your tag. Five minutes, you're going to have it. And uh, the other side of that is... Uh... It's currently a 120 to 150 hour completion. So if you find out after seven minutes that it's not for you, but you're one of those tag obsessive <laughs> right. compulsive people, you're in for the long haul. And there are some multiplayer achievements and Forza mm-hmm. online servers are notorious for shutting down relatively quickly in comparison, actually, to you know other games. So, yeah... Yeah, if you're not yeah, sure if like, motorsports for you, you that was it. that was good advice. Pull it up on an alt, see if you like it. If you liked Horizon, but you aren't sure. And there's a lot of different achievements where it's more specific, where you have to, you know, complete a complete a race with a certain car, or like have 50 cars at level crap. I just saw it, it was like level 50 or something like that. So like, there's a lot of easier achievements, but then there are some that it looks like you're gonna have to kind of get good on. More or less. But they're all the achievements are kind of all over the place. A lot of uh kind of obvious ones. Like I think there's one that was uh what was that number? Like three hundred laps in multiplayer. You know, just playing multiplayer in and of itself gets you a bunch of achievements, having certain cars. Yeah, some of them the multiplayer ones I'm just sort of casually scrolling through list. Some of them are easy to grind, like you said, just three hundred laps, not win, not lead, just complete three hundred laps. Um but then there are definitely some skill-based ones in the multiplayer yeah. that I'm looking at, like uh, you know, beat twenty rivals. So I assume there's some skill there. Beat a, a rival time track. Uh, posted the best spot. qualifying yep. lap time in a featured multiplayer event. Like that sounds tough. Held an S safety rating across ten consecutive featured multiplayer events is impossible because my driving style is to yeah, ram right. everybody else. <laughs> same <laughs> i'm a kart racer man that's for that's my heart so even when i get into like forza uh games i'm like i'm gonna put you into the wall <laughs> turn nah so, i don't need to break because you're my break Jeez, i just uh unintentionally reminded myself forza motorsport 5 was the first one i think anyway or the first one i played where they used the drivatar so that was like the big push for, you know, current or next gen is how they're plugging it, you know, on the Xbox Speaking One. Speaking of drivatars, with Mighty Mango, man, <laughs> you are kicking my butt in racing. Well, within <laughs> like the first week, 
Uh, it turns out that everyone's racing style is to just slam into corners and then, you know, screw braking, just <laughs> do that. So for the first couple weeks before they fixed it, all the drivatars would just be driving into the walls and getting stuck in a giant pile at the start of the race. <laughs> I think Microsoft came out with like a statement saying like, we didn't realize that all of our drivers were morons. We'll fix drivatar shortly or something like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah. Forza Motorsport. It's a new hotness on Game Pass. I check it out. It's fun. Very different than Horizon. At least if you like uh racing games anyway. Speaking of games that are very different from their predecessors, Assassin's Creed Mirage came out. Uh, recently. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, man. Um, so the return to form. Yeah, for real. The backstory here, like, well, Foof just said it exactly. The backstory for anyone unaware that, you know, doesn't follow the franchise or the series or whatever. Uh, the last three games, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, have been open world RPGs. And even like the diehard Assassin's Creed fans are like, you know, it's a good game. It's a good, you know, historical RPG, but is it Assassin's Creed? You know, eh, but whatever. That's, Absolutely that's not. not the conversation that we're having. Um, so Assassin's Creed Mirage, for sure, is a return to form. The controls are a cool hybrid. And actually, I really like the control scheme. Um, but they're a cool hybrid between, you know, Odyssey, Valhalla, and like Syndicate and Unity. So... Control-wise, that's how that goes. The combat, it's not the... I, I'm not saying the last three Assassin's Creed games are Souls-like, um, but it's, you know, not dip... Hack and slash. Yeah, it, it's not like that. It is very much... You you can try and, you know, go gung-ho against five enemies, but you're truthfully, you're going to have a bad time. Um, it's very much the old-school style where you have to parry and counter and then go in for the kill. Uh, which which I appreciate. It's much more fitting, you know, that your assassin in robes with, you know, a little dagger and a sword is not this badass warrior taking on an army by himself. And actually in the game, it specifically tells you um, Basim is not a trained warrior. If you try to take on multiple enemies, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, and that is that is true. Oh, wow. Yeah, the game even tells you that, which I really appreciated. Um, I like that. So, yeah, it is very much the combat just think the first one where you have the en or not the first one but like the early games where you have the enemies they circle up around you and you just gotta counter you gotta parry and then go in for the kill that's how the combat <sighs> I works i love that what i said i love that oh, wow. i enjoyed the older ones more yeah for real it just it it's the assassin vibe like i love my girl mm -hmm. cassandra you know i could pick up a spear and she could just take down 20 spartans by herself like that was cool but it wasn't assassin's creed um you do have your and eh, it's not a spoiler here um because it's in the achievement list so you do have your classic tools there's the smoke bombs the uh the noisemakers the cherry bombs the the darts and then the new one is traps which are pretty cool so you can actually um if you figure out like the patrol that the bad guys are taking you can throw the trap in their way and that'll knock them out. That's cool. And it's very much... Nice. If you remember in Unity, how at the start of every mission it would tell you, like, you know, choose your own adventure almost. You could storm the front gates, 
or you could sneak in through the sewers or you could climb the wall. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it, it does that here again, too. It, uh, you know, look for ways to complete your objective. It doesn't explicitly tell you I like how that. to. So it's all, yeah, again, that choose your own adventure, not to say the same line twice. Um, there was one where I. I'll be very vague. No spoilers here. Um, I unintentionally ended up doing all three ways because I kind of messed up the first two and blah, whatever. Um, so you could pay a merchant group. Remember, you could do that with Altair and then blend in with the scholars as they walk through the city. So you could pay a group and then they'll walk you in. Um, you could find mm -hmm. there was uh, like you got like a spy on the inside, basically. And you he'll unlock the door for you if you pay him. And then you could scale the wall and go in like through construction in the roof. And it was neat to see. It wasn't like Walking Dead, I guess, where it didn't matter which path you chose. You were going to end up in the same spot. They all three were very much leading you towards different areas of the fortress. So if you played it three times in three ways, you would have three very different ways of completing that mission. So that was cool. And then the final room, of course, the assassination cool. was going to be the same. But yeah, definitely there were parts of the fortresses and you know palaces that you wouldn't have seen if you chose the other path. So I did like that. So there's the blend of like the Unity style, the combat's the old school. The movement is very streamlined. It's just the uh, hold A to perform all of the things and go up and then hold B to go down. So that was nice and easy. It is uh, a little janky at times. And if you've ever played the old games, you know what I mean? Oh, that's Assassin's But that's Creed, what though. makes it right. Go in the window. That's its charm. No, you jumped over the window. Go back down. Oh, my God. You just fell to the ground. Okay, climb back up. Go in the window. Oh, why are we going up the ladder? Go back down into the... Oh, Damn my it, God. Now I'm on the other death. building. Oh, my God. Now you just went up the lift. Just go in the freaking window. You know, but that's what makes it... The flagpole is right, right. there. <laughs> or, yeah, like you try to run up the lift that launches you up to the ceiling. Like, why are you... Why are you climbing? No, drop, drop back down. And then, like, you land and you're crouching yeah. and you're like, ah, so the jank is still there. There's a charm in the jank. But there is charm in the jank, for real. Um, Basim's cool. We met him Frick, in me play this. Valhalla. And uh, I have not finished Valhalla. So I, I truthfully don't know Basim's story. I know that we meet him in Valhalla. And this is a prequel storyline. Um where we learn Basim's... I didn't know that. Yeah, we learn Basim's origins, basically, which, again, I won't spoil anything for you. I assume having played Valhalla would answer some of the questions I have at the end, but then I also feel like playing Valhalla next, some things will make sense because I know who Basim is. Um, mm. But, yeah, to that end, really my only criticism with the game is the storyline... The bad guys, it's not the Templars yet, it's still the Order. Um, not super memorable. Like, I remember there's a, there's four high-profile assassinations, and then the fifth one is the, you know, the, the bad guy, the head of the Order. Um, and, like, I remember all five, but I don't remember why they're bad, why we're killing them. And then as I was thinking that, mm, though, like, right. do you remember any of that from any of the other Assassin's Creed games? Oh, like I remember one vividly to that end. I remember uh, Al Mualim, you know, was the bad guy in the first one. And then Cesare Borgia was oh, the bad guy in the second the one. Names. But beyond that, I couldn't tell you names that none of them. Uh, that's what I'm saying. To me. So 
how much of a criticism of Mirage specifically is that? Because I don't remember that for any of the other games either. So, um, yeah, it's very much it's about see a lot. I was going to say the last one I played was Unity. Okay. And I played it before they like patched it, patched it. <laughs> and uh, there was good there, but boy, was it broken. And it kind of killed it for me. And then when they went to uh, like Origins and the more open worldy role playing games, I kind of went, anyway, eh. I just never really tried it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think I bought Origins because it was like on a deep, deep sale with all the DLC, but like. I think I dove it for a Game Pass quest or something like that, and that was about it. I mean, I've been uh, very vocal over the years on here and in Discord. Syndicate is my favorite in the franchise. That has not changed after Mirage. Uh, I think Syndicate was the peak, so I was very excited when Origins came out. Like, oh, yeah, cool, Mm. let's try something different. And I don't know. I, uh, I liked it, but... They're great games. But, but they're, it's not what I want in an Assassin's Creed. So I liked Origins for what it was, right? which was a cool Egyptian RPG, you know, with a hidden blade. And then Odyssey, the same thing. That was an awesome ancient Greek RPG that didn't even have a hidden blade. You just have a spear in that one. Um, so I'm glad. I feel like I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game again with Mirage, which is kind of what I think well, that we're was all also hoping like... for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Or at least I would think so, anyway. Like, that's what made Assassin's Creed, like, 1 and 2 specifically so good because they were so different. Like, it wasn't just another hack-and-slash RPG. Here, I have a sword. Let me try to murder my way through to I uh, get to the bad guy and I win. It was, uh, oh, if I go in swords drawn, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you don't actually stand a chance. You had to be stealthy. But then there was also times where it's like, yeah, come at me, bro. Right. That was the thing. Like, if you, they're just, you could, they're so different. You could go in Rambo style, but unless, you know, you weren't going to have a good time. And that's, no, more like not. It wasn't going to work out. Right. Exactly. And that's very much the vibe in Mirage. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, like I said, I have, which is good uh, to hear. Nothing but praise for it. It is a $50 title. I did not misspeak. Games are 60. Games are going up to 70. This one launched brand new at 50. Um, and it is a shorter. Interesting. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It is a shorter game for sure. Um, I got the Sounds 100% great completion in 28 hours nice. and one minute, according to my in game timer. Nice. Yeah. Um, which is the perfect length for a game of this. There's. I don't even want to call it yes. call it grinding because truthfully, there's no grinding. Um, but the game, it's pretty much do 100% of the game, get all the achievements. So to that end, I did, you know, literally every mission, every side quest. I found every collectible. I explored the entire map. I did everything in 28 hours and one minute. Uh, so it's much shorter than we've been used to. Even, you know, Unity and Syndicate were, you know, 40, 50 hour completions so this one is smaller in scale, but I, I don't, don't need to be super long. I don't see that as a bad thing. I said in Discord, uh, all killer, no filler. It really is. It's seven or eight main and missions. that's how it should be. Depending on how, if you count the tutorial, you know, the introduction, uh, but seven or eight main missions, but it's not just like, go here, kill the guy. 
it's set up like investigations. So you have to, you know, we know, we know there's an order member, but we don't know who it is. So you have to do like some detective work to figure out who you need to assassinate. And then you go assassinate them. I really like the way the story progression played out in that sense. Because if you remember like the early games, Man. it was like, Kenny's bad, go kill Kenny. L is bad, go kill L. And now it's like, well, yeah, you know, there's some corruption in, in Baghdad. Who do we need to take out? So it uh, reveals itself very nicely. Um, doesn't overstay its welcome. I um, I mean, I know we do like a five star thing. You're here, taking a lot of boxes. But yeah, no, it's, I, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give it a solid. My initial instinct was 8.5 out of 10. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with that. Just there is a little bit of control jank. The story, it's about Bassem. His character development is great. But, you know, I remember him, but I don't really remember the plot, if you will. Uh, but no, it's it's the most fun I've had with an Assassin's Creed game since Syndicate. And that came out in, what, 2015? I finally feel like I'm playing Assassin's Creed again yes. for the first time in eight years. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Well, I'll also say, you were talking about reading... On TA, they have 270 ratings, and it's a 4.25. So, like, people like the game. There we go. 4.25 literally is 8.5 out of 10. So, apparently, I'm not alone in my sentiment. That's a really good score for for a game, too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, highly, 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 highly recommend it. And uh, if you're thrifty, like every other Ubisoft game, it's going to go on sale. Oh, sure. Any week now. Um, so, you know, if you're waiting for that first sale, you, you won't have to wait long, especially with Black Friday and the holidays coming up. So I didn't I didn't Shoot. mind paying. Well, I can't even say I paid full price for it. Uh, my brother and I split it in Argentina. I think we paid 20 bucks each for it. But like, nice. Enjoyed the heck out of it. it it's well worth the asking price. They could have charged 60 for it and no one would have batted an eye. So that was a nice gesture to offer it for 50. I would love to see what their sales numbers are for this game. Like get in like a month or so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's to see it's just how out, much people are jumping on this. It hasn't even been out two weeks and there's 33,000 people on TA, which is quite good when you consider it's not on Game Pass. You know, is it on Ubisoft Plus? Yeah. Does that get day one release? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. But yeah, when you figure and not to mention, I mean, think of the plethora of high, high triple A phenomenal games there have been. So like this comes out in awful time with Baldur's Gate and Spider Man and everything <laughs> else. Like yep. there's so much to play right now. For sure. I'm trying to think of anything else I can do to plug this game. Um I did not have a single bug or issue or anything with there you go two exceptions i had the game crashed one time i don't know if that was the game's fault or you know the xbox's fault but in i you know uh my in-game time was 41 hours because apparently i sat on the menu a lot that's according to ta but again i beat it in 28 hours of actual play one crash and then twice i had to make a quick save and then reload the quick save because the option to talk to the shopkeeper just wasn't popping up like i could stand there they were there huh. and i just Weird. i just you know the button to press y to talk didn't pop up but a reload got that right there so that was it that was the only bug i had 
Nice. Which is impressive for a Ubisoft game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or any game nowadays. So, yeah, Assassin's Creed Mirage, man. I'm going to stop uh, talking it up, but absolutely nice. worthy of the praise. Like the hits. Love to hear yeah, it. It's a great return to form, and it, it sort of it just ticked all the right boxes for me. It's what I wanted in an Assassin's Creed game for sure. Cool. All right. Um, well, L, you've been very you've quiet. You've been very quiet. <laughs> well, you're on the show, so, you know. I've got to listen to you. Oh. All right. Well, it's your oh. turn. What game do you want to talk about? I don't get to ask questions about Ass Creed. Oh, I figured you didn't have any. But I don't. Ask away. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, this series is just like a, I don't know if a white whale is the right term, but just like a mystery to me. I've only played the first one. Whenever I play it, I like it, but then it's just like guys. Ch- That's arguably one of the guys worst. Guys are just chasing me around. I'm like, come on, I just want to get to where I'm going. Stop chasing me. And let me go do this battle again. And the out of what I played, the first is probably the worst uh, one. Yeah, I mean, it came out in 2007. It, and it's very much, it's an early 360 game. It was Let's too formulaic. They had the right ideas, but they didn't know how to properly mm-hmm. implement them and make it fun. It's very, very formulaic. I wouldn't even, uh, I mean, I had a blast with it. That's uh, one of my fondest oh, I early too. gaming memories. I still think it's. I still think it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is like, hard to play. The combat it's still is probably rough, the worst. And... There were really only like three things to do. What was it? Beat the guy up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember. It was the same side quest, copy pasted thirty times. Yeah. Oh, and to that end, all the side, every roof. single side quest <laughs> in Mirage is entirely different and unique. Every single one. Love it. Make me want to play. It. But yeah, L. Yeah. What game do you want to talk about? All right. Well. Uh, first things first, to turn this into a movie podcast real briefly, um, my family and I, or my kids and I, have, have gone through all the Ninja Turtle movies. So Nice. <laughs> so everything from 1990 all the way to the present. And I actually hadn't seen the uh, the Michael Bay ones until, until now. They were on, everything's on Paramount+. Plus. And which is crazy. It's man. just easy. And I like them way better than uh than their reputation suggests that they would be. I was surprised. Um they're good. They're not great, but they're right. um good. with all that <laughs> seven. Seven out of ten. <laughs> with all that, um um <laughs> Whenever my wife goes to play softball or has a something like a teacher meeting, um, I turn on an episode of the uh, original series, the 1987 Turtles, because I'm sure she wouldn't want to sit through it. But um, we've been banging them out. We watched the first season, which is uh, 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 svelte five episodes. And we just finished that one today. And then after that, I said, you know what? I'm going to put on the arcade game and play it with my kids. And we did the nineteen eighty nine arcade game. I have the uh, Cowboy Collection, 
Good game. And I'm like, my son complains. He's like, I don't want to play. I'm like, just why don't you start playing? You'll, you'll have fun. And it's only it's only oh, like yeah. a half hour. It's really not long. At most. Half and it was hour a quarter if you can beat then. that friggin' bridge section. No, no, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Not the NES game. Oh, the not that one? Game. No, no, no. Oh, all right. The, the original <laughs> arcade game. The, the, the original, NES one. The original four-player beat-em-up arcade game. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. That's the one that Turtles on the 2, same page, the arcade then. game, was, was based off of the NES. Uh, that one. It starts in, like, a burning building yeah, or something yeah. like that. And the Cowabunga Collection has all kinds of cheats. There's God mode, there's one hit mode, and rewind, and you don't need to do any of that stuff because there's infinite credits. That's all you got to do. Just keep hitting start, and you add infinite credits. I realized after that there's stupid one hit mode. Like, why do you need to do that? Just it's a short enough game as it is. And the kids are having fun yeah, just needed. mashing start, and you hear Cowabunga, Cowabunga. <laughs> but <laughs> we went ahead and, and we finished it, and I got an achievement for my troubles, so that was fun. Nice. Yeah. For the Cowabunga collection, I know you could, there's a, there's a watch mode, and you could just watch up to the end and then take control and get the achievement. I, you know, if you want to do that, great, but I think that's lame. Just play them. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the same thing. That's in interesting. Yeah. Now he's going to play it. No. No, no. I mean, that means I'd have to if you're going to cheat, then cheat and at least play the game while you're cheating. Like, just sit there and not play it, <laughs> get the points. Pay forty dollars. I, I don't get it, but uh, I love the arcade game. I've talked about it on here a million times. Oh, it's great! And, uh, next thing we do, show them uh, Turtles in Time. So that that should be fun. Another great game, and uh, Shredder's Revenge is the new one. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Shredder's Revenge is peak. Yeah. Now, on my RTDL, I believe I have one of the Game Boy games, and uh, those are not quite so classic. So I'll probably report on that next week. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Oh, and to cap this off, I just went to my first ever uh, New York Comic Con, and I met uh, one half of the creators of the Turtles, Kevin Eastman. So I was uh, nice fanboying it up. And I quickly thanked him for making kids and adults alike entertained for all these years. And his answer was, no, thank you. My fans are the best fans in the world. And he was a real Aww. classic guy, humble guy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Nice to see. So if you have a chance to see meet him, go ahead. He's a sweetheart. On to some other things. I've been playing uh, for head-to-head -head on the BCM. Uh, an old ditty called Bully, a scholarship edition. Now, this is one of those games that I started many years ago, and I just occasionally I'll do a class here and I'll do a, a mission there. So Bully, if you don't know, is the PG-13 version of a Grand Theft Auto game. And it takes place in a school. <laughs> I mean, that's a nice way of putting yeah. it, right? That's an like interesting way of putting it, but yeah. It's not quite for kids. There's definitely... You're doing bad stuff. <laughs> you are breaking and entering. You're doing graffiti. You're doing bad stuff, but you're not quite with hookers and uh, gangs quite yet. <laughs> and they're like so, smoke breaks, I remember too. Like there are places um, you could stand and smoke. I don't think you're smoking, but you're doing just about no. everything else. No, I don't recall smoking. <laughs> but or drinking, maybe. Is... I don't know. I haven't played this in a long time. Mm, there's tomfoolery. 
about. There's romance. You can. There's all kinds of stuff. So I saw a tweet today that this game just turned 17 years old today. And I'm like, hmm. Wow. And I was looking, and this was, of course, a PlayStation 2 game. So Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City and San Andreas came out first, and then Bully was right after those. So it's fascinating because I don't know what your... I forget what your guys' experiences with the Rockstar games are, but if you play any of them... I played two and three way before I always sh- should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth, homie. I mean, probably. But what I was going to say, <laughs> did you play um the PlayStation 2 ones at all? Or Xbox original? Vice City, San Andreas? Um, I mean, two was PlayStation 1, three was well, one, PS2. One yeah, two like was the, the overhead down, top-down one. Yeah, that was not... It's so good. I loved it. Because my point was going to be that if you've played Grand Th- Theft Auto, L.A. Noir, Red Dead Redemption, they all pretty much play the same, and you know what you're in for, for all mm-hmm. of them. And Bully's no different. Uh, but Bully has uh, classes that you can go to, and that's fun. And then every time you pass a class, you unlock something in the game. So it's really cool. Uh, unlike most of the Rockstar games, this game has no multiplayer, so it's definitely the most completed of the Rockstar games on TA. They're like 20,000 plus completions out of 140-something thousand. And you know, it's a little grindy. you got to get to 100%, find all the collectibles, pass all the classes, do all the stuff, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. These games, you just have to sit down and play because you, you forget what you were doing, forget the story. It tends to happen to me very often, so I'm just trying to sit down some of these. I don't care if they're old. You wouldn't know this so this was actually looks fine. This is one of my first uh, 360 games. When I got my console, I picked up Assassin's Creed 1. That's the reason I got the yeah. console. Um, mm-hmm. Blue Dragon and nice. Bully. Those, really? those were my three. So yeah, I have this. I completed it. It was... That's uh, you got A this B might... D, or you messed up your alphabet. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what? This actually might have been the first three hundred and sixty game I ever completed. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, wow. Do you this remember is before I even had Xbox Live? Like I, I played it on my old uh, my launch model three hundred and sixty. Well, it was the arcade edition, but like the fat three hundred and sixty on my CRT monitor with no Xbox Live. The good old days. Yeah, I mean, I got this on my tag in 2008, so it's pretty pathetic that I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I always need a My first the balls achievement in the game contest. is yeah. give 50 wedgies. <laughs> <laughs> 50 wedgies, huh? Did you uh, practice on people in real life, or did people practice on you? <laughs> oh wait, no, hold on, that's not right. There's achievements. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at it. Uh... Oh, maybe you did some offline, so it's all hard to tell. I was just gonna say, yeah, as I'm looking through, my order is is very wonky as yeah. it populated into TA on 
everything on September 1st, 2014 when I signed up for uh, the site. Oh, no. Yeah, so, all right, I have no idea what my, my first one would have been. That's okay. But, yeah, I... Yeah, uh, instead, of, uh, instead of guns, you have a slingshot as your main weapon. You got, like, uh, a rubber band ball and just all kinds of... Your room is basically like a big science experiment full of weapons. Nothing that would kill anyone, just uh, harm them sufficiently enough to, to knock them out. So I probably still wouldn't yeah, let my 13-year-old play Grand Theft Auto, but I'd probably let him play Bully. And I know all his friends are playing Grand Theft Auto, but no, not yet. <laughs> Strict dad. Mean dad. No hookahs for you. Till you're 17. All right. Well, I... uh. I don't want to make the game showcase drag on for too long, but I do kind of have another Ooh. game to showcase. And uh, I feel like we could do a whole show just talking about this. But last oh. weekend, my brother and I, we have been playing the entire Halo series since June 2022. So oh, yeah. a year and four months later, we we started with Halo 1 on MCC. Um, we did them all in order. So Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, ODST, Halo 4, and then Reach, and then 5, and then Infinite. And I forget when the Halo Wars came in, but we did them as well. And, uh, yeah, after a year and four months this past weekend, we wrapped up Infinite. So I have played the entire Halo series. And, uh, Woo! yeah, man. And, whoa. So I had to step away. I stepped away when probably through Bully, and I come back to you talking about Halo. Quick recap. Did you talk about, did you just mention uh, that you just did it, or have you, like, talked about the other, talked about them specifically? No, uh, you literally just, just popped in. Um, I started with. Oh, okay, good time. Started with the series, yeah, June 2022. So a year and four months, uh, we have, we've played all, what are there, one, two, three, four, five, infinite, six, seven, so eight. So 10 games, Halo Wars, we've played all 10 games, and I have I have some thoughts about this series, man. I'm very interested, <laughs> especially coming from someone who, although I kind of already know your thoughts, who didn't play them when they were new and <laughs> play them, you know, in the year 2023. Yeah, I mean, I've... Go for it. I've, I think I might have mentioned... When I beat Halo 3, popped up one time I was on the show. I just wrapped up 3, uh, the original trilogy. But uh, yeah, now they're they're all done, all 10 games. And I'm I'm a Master Chief fanboy, for sure. Uh, he's cool. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't hide that. Like, he's, he's just friggin' cool, man. Um, but I, I prefer the newer games, straight up. I'm just gonna just blurt it right out. Um, I put together a list on Discord um honestly i think i think infinite's my favorite one as you know just gameplay goes and having fun with the game love me a grappling hook that's hard to argue <laughs> it's just so friggin' much fun i was gonna the stories you, were always secondary to the me gameplay in infinite is probably the best yep, yeah the stories were always secondary to me because i was playing co-op and it was just a, a good time playing games with my brother like when we were younger so, you know, it, we, we watched all the cutscenes, but we weren't, like, diving into the lore or anything too deeply. Um, but I really, <laughs> I love the new games. Infinite was awesome. I really liked 5. Uh, I really liked 4. 
Uh, I know people Ugh. don't like four. <laughs> I think I have to give the nod to Reach, though. Like, my top three in order would be Infinite, Five, and then Reach. And that was the la- Reach, Reach so was the good. last Bungie one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they they knocked it out of the park with that. They left on a very high note. It's Reach is a ten out of ten game. The game is so freaking good. And actually, there were I don't know. There's a, a lot of game to cover, and you know, over a year of me playing, but like probably hands down, my favorite moment in the entire Halo franchise was the ending of Reach, which I think is safe to spoil at this point. Because, uh, you know, damn, that was... If not, sco- skip ahead a minute or so. Yeah, no, that was... Yeah, I guess skip ahead. But Actually, real quick, let's just say this. Spoiler warning on there any we go. Halo game from <laughs> here on out. It was... So, if you don't want to hear anything, you haven't played them, just skip this part. Okay? Right? Talk about how Shoot, you want. Shoot, man. L and I have both played them yeah, also. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you lost your Spartans okay, along the way, and, you know, your forces has uh, gone down and you're like go ahead i got this and you're like man what a badass like you got this and then mm-hmm. your visor breaks and you actually have the crack on screen you're like all right that's cool like let's go where's my ammo what's happening and then it sort of just starts to click like your hud's dis like oh my gosh so freaking good man i get goosebumps thinking about that no for real i do too time. that was so good it's so good and that caught me off now, guard. That was did you was not expecting. Okay, well that, that answers that question. <laughs> that answers that question. So I was just about to ask, did you know the story of Reach before you played it? Uh but clearly you didn't. I did going into Reach, I'm a Halo nerd. I love the lore. I've dug into the lore. Uh I knew the story of Reach before playing it. So like I knew about what was gonna happen, but I didn't know how, how they were gonna, gonna do it. Happen. Okay. I knew it was a prequel. And I knew it sort of all mm-hmm. started on Reach. And as much as I just said the story was secondary, or I, I mean they invaded Earth first, right? Um, as much as the story was secondary, I knew enough going. I didn't know everyone was, you know, going to end up as they did or that's how it would end. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I knew sort of. I guess I knew it wasn't going to have a happy ending. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew going in that reach get glass gets glassed i knew that everything and all life on reach eventually dies um because of the covenant invasion but like sitting there going through and watching you know you start like you were talking about you start off as like this badass uh spartan group you're taking down covenant and then just slowly but surely you just see just how uh, hopeless that mm. war truly That's is. That's a good just word, how, yeah. Just how ruthless the, hu- the, humans, the enemy is. Truly have no, yeah. The humans have no chance. You see how ruthless the covenant is. How far, how much far advanced they are, and just slowly but surely, just one thing just goes from bad to catastrophic to somehow <laughs> more catastrophic, and your team just slowly gets dwindled away until it's just you and one other, and then just you and i'm getting goosebumps again thinking of the lone wolf mission like it's just it's Lo- so oh, yeah i don't remember what it was called oh lone my god wolf. yeah no absolutely they knocked it out of the park that whole game um oh. so yeah that was it's so it was the good. older style but it was so damn good and it had enough of the modern you know creature comforts <gasps> uh quality of life improvements that uh that i i enjoyed I just playing it but uh yeah um what were you gonna say have 
what what, uh, what difficulty did you and your brother play on? <laughs> we played through easy. every no judgment, every no, single thing on on easy all the way through. Okay, no judgment. I kind of expected that. So you never te- you never played legendary. We <laughs> um, in five there was an achievement for just beat one level on legendary. Um, so we're like, yeah, we can we can do that. Um, because we, we tried a couple on heroic and we died a lot, but like, I forget, I don't even remember. There was some achievement. You could only do it on heroic and legendary. So we did a couple of them like, all right, all right, heroic's not bad. And then there's the one you could only do it on legendary. So we gave it a shot and holy shit, I kid you not. I think we beat the entirety of five in less time than it took us to beat that one mission on legendary. <laughs> and it was, I'm so excited that you just answered it like that. It was not fun. Well, you're I'm so excited that you just answered this like that. Um, is your brother okay with being with having like streaming? I desperately, and I'm <laughs> 100% serious when I say this, I want to do uh, Halo Annual, the annual achievement with you and your brother and somebody else. What is that lasso? Great. No. So, end of Halo 3, you know, where you have the Warthog run while the oh, whole yeah, okay. Halo ring is falling apart. So, annual. I, I get goosebumps on this too because this this is my probably my. If this isn't my favorite part of all the Halo games, it's top three. Uh you have to do that. You have to play the last mission of Halo Three, Halo the mission Halo, on legendary four player co- four player co op, and everyone has to complete it on a ghost. You can't be in a warthog. You can't be in a mongoose. You ha- everyone has to be in a warthog and you also have the ha- have to have the iron skull on that sounds terrible it, i assume you don't know it's so much fun <laughs> i cannot ex- i cannot express to you how much i love doing this i've done this for multiple people and i have the achievements already in both halo 3 and master chief collection i'll help anyone just <laughs> putting it out there i'll help anyone with this uh that sounds particularly uh, terrible because that mission doable. gave us a hell of a time on easy and I gotta, I gotta give all the credit to my brother. Actually, but it's the right kind of challenge. He remembered the path. He drove, and uh, we did. We got through it. Obviously, he, we did persevere. Um, but he memorized that path for that last attempt. I think by the time wanted, we got there, he could have driven it with his eyes closed. I could probably drive it with my eyes closed. <laughs> I've done it that many times. I love that mission so much. I want to. I want to play and stream this for you and him. I want to stream it. I want to get four. I want to get, like I said, us three and someone else. And I want to get you guys that achievement. It's so much fun. It's funny because we've actually going through it. Sorry, go ahead. Actually, do do you know what the Iron Skull does? Uh, Not off the top of my head. Which one's that? So the skulls for you or anybody else that don't know, there's some sort of a modifier there that make the game more difficult or easy, mostly more difficult. The Iron Skull, if you're playing single player, if you die, you restart the level. If you oh, are playing multiplayer, yeah, okay. you re- you, Im- you immediately, when someone dies, you immediately go back to the last checkpoint. So going through on Legendary in the Ghosts, the entire time you're like, all right, we're getting there. We're getting some progress. And then someone falls a little bit behind and winds up falling down. It's like, no, we're almost at it. Like the tensions there, it's just, oh my God, it's so much fun. That sounds awful. Yeah, we're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> it's the right kind of challenge. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I really want to stream that. 
shoot. Yeah, now you got me thinking that a lot. that one level we did on Legendary was was terrible. We did get the achievement. It'd be easy enough for me to figure out what the heck it was. It was one level in Halo 5, but it, it probably took us like four hours, just that one level. And we were screaming and cursing, and we had to take several breaks to finish the one level. And we finally did it. See, I don't even remember Halo 5. And it wasn't... It wasn't even like a sense of accomplishment when we did it. Like it wasn't like, yo, we beat the level on legendary. It was just like, let's never do that to ourselves again. That wasn't fun. And it wasn't even like challenging. And that's the difference with annual. Uh, you should try it solo. Annual's the right kind of challenge. When you get done, you feel a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, there was no accomplishment. It's just we bashed our skulls enough until it finally worked. <laughs> that's not annual. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, I prefer the new games, and I know that's an unpopular opinion for people that have been around since the beginning. But the early games are just I mean, I've already mm-hmm. sort of said this in discord um, so much backtracking like that's they're dated. That's not engaging gameplay. All the backtracking run into this cave, kill everyone on the way in. Oh, time to run back out and there's new enemies. Kill them again. You know, that's. Ugh. Yeah. And just the control schemes. I mean, and I know you can change them in MCC, but like just the the gameplay mechanics, it's just they're dated. And I have, I harbor no ill will dated. that a game from 2001 plays like a game from 2001. You know, that's totally fine. Um, but I don't have that, you know, rose tinted glasses and nostalgia goggles. That was just, that was a slog <laughs> to play through. I didn't enjoy that. But Chief, yeah, Chief is still I, I cool. grew up on this series. <laughs> I have an Xbox today because of Halo. Like Halo like truly changed my life when you in a lot of ways when you look at it because of just the systems I bought, the how much game I've played or how much time I put into Halo. See, I'm the oddball there. I yeah, two I own an Xbox. Halo one and two specifically are very dated, you know, two thousand one, two thousand three or two thousand four, two thousand one, two thousand four. they were they were limited by their by the constraints of their time. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't harbor judgment or resentment towards a 22-year-old game playing like a 22-year-old game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I really... I just... I really didn't enjoy the first three. And then I hated ODST. That's my least favorite one by a mile. That was terrible. That was... I have Oof. nothing redeeming to say about ODST. Um, but... That's... Funny. I I said that when I first played it, I hated it back in the day. Go and then when I went back and played through it, I love it. Yeah, the story is great. See, I couldn't even like focus on the story because I hated everything about it so much. Um, Mombasa Streets is the worst. Yeah, I, that I was like ne- I will. That was like that weird. I'll like never we want to be open world. The absolute worst. But we're not open yes. world. Yeah, no, that wasn't good. It's so slow. And then, like, you need to get from... If you could just play the levels without Mombasa yeah, Streets, absolutely. That the been... game is great. But then it was like, you need to go from point A to point B, but you can't just walk from A to B because there's a wall in the way. So you have to walk from A to C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, all the way to Q, and then all the way back to B. Like, ah, uh, just uh, again with the, the, yeah. the unnecessary backtracking and just travel. I don't know. I hated it. Um, truthfully, 4 was the first one I, I really enjoyed. And I know that's the very unpopular Ugh. opinion, but <laughs> that to me is the worst. 
I, and unless I pay someone to do it, I will never have Halo 4 complete. <laughs> I hate it that much. Oh, I, ca- I cannot stand that game. Yeah, that was the first one I enjoyed. And then by 5, you could tell that 343 knew what they were doing. And 5 just improved on mm. 4 in every way. I don't know if I'd say knew what they were doing, but I get the sentiment. I guess I should <laughs> throw out there that uh, I have not done multiplayer in any capacity. I, everything I've said for the past however many minutes has been exclusively on the mm. campaigns. So I, I make no comment. I know people didn't like some of the multiplayer changes, but I, I cannot attest to that in the least. I'm just talking about how much fun I had playing through the campaign. So, so yeah. And that I can understand because Halo 4 and 5 are definitely more modern shooters. They're not Halo 1, 2, and 3. And that's part of the reason why I despise them games so much where it's like, it's not Halo. It feels like it's a completely, totally new developer, which it is. It is. I also just hate the story of 4. And those Once again, Halo terrible. nerd. I like the lore. You know what, actually, if Halo I... Halo 4 is awful. On that end, I do have... One sort of glaring complaint between 5 and Infinite is Halo Wars 2 is pretty much required. Like, if you just played 5 and then Infinite, like Atriox at the beginning, you're going to have no idea who he is. But having played Halo Wars 2, all right, Atriox is this big baddie. That makes sense. So that they kind of dropped the ball there. And my brother even said he's Mm -hmm. more into the universe than I am. He's, um, I think, between... Was it between three and four, or maybe between two and three? Like the comic books or the graphic novels were required reading to fill in the gaps, or I, I don't remember which one, but that seems like a probably three and four. That seems like a, I don't want to say design flaw, but I can't think of the expression. Like I just want to play the games. I'm not. I'm not buying the graphic novels. I'm yeah. not doing that. I, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that that really did rub yeah, me the wrong way. Probably between three and four. Okay. That did rub me the wrong way, hopping into Infinite. Like, here's Atriox. Like, who the heck is this guy? You wouldn't know who that is if not for Halo Wars 2. Yeah, I never played Halo Wars 2. So when I I knew of Atriox just because I'm in that world. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't really know him i didn't fear him because I, I didn't see what he did in halo wars 2. right that was the th- like yeah the way infinite starts off like oh man okay big baddie he met she like so cool and then yeah you wouldn't have had that just all right here's this big brute okay yeah when i saw him it's just it's not it's like oh He's definitely the bad guy. He's scary. It wasn't a oh no, Atriox is here. Yeah, right. And that's feeling. that's the reaction that we had. Fully cognizant and that's a ter- that. And that is terrible to not have. Right. For someone like myself who is, you know, I play all I've played all the games. I shouldn't have to play not the first person shooter to understand the first person shooter. Right, yeah. So I didn't appreciate that. It didn't affect me, but I can still <laughs> can still judge them on it. That was an interesting storytelling choice, especially since the campaigns are such, you know, a, a core part of the Halo universe. Let's just, it just seems like a a big plot hole that very easily could have been filled with, you know, two more minutes of cutscenes to explain Halo Wars 2 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a little Ugh. bold of them to assume that everyone had played, you know, coming from FPS to let's go into the real-time strategy game. That That was silly to make that assumption. 
it's also nice that uh you started playing these games when you did because had you done this um a year or so sooner you wouldn't have been able to play co-op actually we because halo yeah yeah halo infinite didn't launch with co-op we i forget if we did yeah five and then halo wars too and then we couldn't hop right into infinite because the co-op didn't exist yet so we we uh shoot uh, yeah i'm not gonna rehash i won't rehash that but because we've done that plenty on the podcast but uh um myself and a lot of a lot of Halo fans are not happy with 343. Let's see. When did we wrap up 5? Okay, so actually, wow, I didn't even realize. So we wrapped up Halo 5 August 2022. Um, and then we would have done Halo Wars 2. And then we took a detour and went and did the entire Borderlands franchise while we waited, <laughs> um, which I won't get into what that. A, what a detour. Right? Sorry. And then, yeah, we finally just came back a month ago to to wrap up infinite so uh yeah we weren't even super hardcore into it and we were still inconvenienced by that questionable decision not to have co-op otherwise we would have hopped right in and we would have been having this conversation a year Mm -hmm. ago for sure so um so you don't do multiplayer but do you do uh get all the collectibles like what where do you stop like achievement wise like what do you go for oh so Going through the Halo games, I had sort of the guide of achievements ready to go. So like the level specific ones, we did those, um, you know, find the skull in this level in the early. We did those. Um, oh, OK. But then like, you know, some of them were like, you can only find the skull on legendary. Well, we're not doing that. We're not getting that skull. Mm-hmm. Um, Third of Halo 2 ones. Yep, yeah, I think that was only Halo 2. And then in the newer games where it was like the audio logs within the levels, uh, we didn't bother with those. If we found one, obviously we picked it up because, you know, why wouldn't you? And if there were a couple times where I I really like that about the new level design, honestly, they were straightforward. They were very linear, but there were like little paths, little detours that you could explore if you wanted to. And then you'd find mm-hmm. the hidden collectibles there. So I really like that level design aspect. So if it was like you're walking Infinite's down a great. hall and you're like, well, there's clearly the objective up there, but I can go down this hallway. We would go down the hallway. So we did explore. Um, yeah, we did all the open world stuff in Infinite, except find the audio logs just because there are too many of them and we don't really care about them. Um, so it's so much fun to collect them, though. We we really enjoyed Espe- Going for the uh, the upgrades and the cosmetics, the Mjolnir armors. Mm-hmm. And we like those, the propaganda towers, but we didn't bother with the audio logs. So if there was a level specific the achievement, and if, it's... Yeah. if there was a level specific achievement that we could do on easy difficulty, we did it. I have most of them, um, but we didn't we, we didn't go for the full hundred percent in any of them just because we're not that good. No. You played you play the right way. Not with a total guide, but like a, hey, while you're there, collect this thing. Yeah, and actually, honestly, a lot of the level-specific ones were just fun achievements. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the one we had to redo was, uh, you know, melee, kill the two hunters. And we messed up because we were shooting them oh. in the face with rockets. We're like, let's soften them up a bit. And they, oh, okay, four rockets kills it. So <laughs> we'll get that one next time. So we did. We did, you know, level replay and went back and all right, three rockets to the face and then punch him to death, you know. 
So we like those little level specific goals or Halo One was the best of that this, really. Com- yeah, the MCC had uh, yeah. really, really good achievements in that sense. Thoroughly enjoyed yep. that. Yes. MCC's great when it comes to that. Everything's an achievement. So, yeah, sorry for the so, uh, double, it, I don't, double I don't, game showcase, but... <laughs> nah, hey, I'm not, gonna be, I'm not mad about talking about Halo. Uh, yeah, I, if you said this, I'm sorry, I've, I've done forgot. What was Which one was your favorite? Uh, in, oh, never mind. You said I that. did. Yeah, just in, infinite, in terms infinite of reach fi- or infinite five reach. Yep. Which one did I have the most fun playing? Easily infinite, by a, by a long shot. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't done it, get the bandana skull to where like you have infinite ammo. Okay. <laughs> we did that. Then to, go. Uh, then go. <laughs> we did that to mop up the stuff at the end. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because like infinite grapple shot. Yes. Oh. Oh my god, give me a game of just that. Give me a parkour game of just that. Sold. $60. No, we, we had Here, so much fun up. with the it's grappling so hook. Oh, it's so good. And actually, like, even now I'm just sort of, I feel like I'm rambling and, uh, you know, stuff that you probably had to be there for, but like, where you would grab on onto an enemy and then go in for the big punch. If you, if we like, we, oh, mm-hmm. if you both go to do that at the same time, whoever got it the millisecond first wins. So you kind of end up just punching each other and then killing each other in combat. That was always good for laughs. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There were, there were, uh, yeah. little things where you could tell that like the game wasn't designed for co-op and honestly, they did a really good job of putting it in, yes. but there was one scene that uh messed us up because there were you had to go to the left and kill some guys and then go down a hallway to the right and kill some guys so i went left and he went right i killed my guys and then the game's like oh you know pick up your object or whatever um but then the tether got too far so it pulled me into his room but i never got the item that i needed (laughs) from the left and the door was locked so we had to restart the level there and then uh, there was one time I was we were I, walking across a light bridge, and then he activated the terminal while I was still on the bridge, and then like it loaded uh, in <laughs> his game ahead, and it just dropped me off the bridge, and I died. So like little oh, things like we, that that you would never know, but like it, we, it deloaded uh, the game behind you for the cutscene. We got screwed in that area. I think we encountered oh, problems God, like yeah, that. We know. did. We got stuck there. We had to redo the whole level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it completely broke the game for us. We had, like you said, we had to redo redo the whole level. It would not continue. Oh man! But yeah, I'm a fan <laughs> of the Halo franchise for sure. And uh, I don't know. I, I assume there's going to be an Infinite Two or a Halo Seven or whatever they call it. And I am looking forward to it. Same, just not three for three. Give it to like Raven Software now. <laughs> a, a, we got ABK. Give it to Raven. I want to see what they're able to do for the Halo franchise or ID. Id. Uh, now I could talk about Halo for another hour. Yeah, no, uh, I'm trying to do, figure out like, you just, gonna, just uh, some highlights. But you're gonna yeah. do Saints Row? Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh that's next up. We have not started that yet, but that will be next. Right. Yeah. So we've done all of Halo. We've done all of Borderlands, and we'll do. Well, we can't do all of Saints Row, but we'll dive into that next. Nice. So much fun. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and keep going with the show. It's a long one. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> sitting there talking, rambling on. 
hey, it's been fun. That's not a bad thing. Um, so yeah, that was the game showcase, uh, extended showcase. <laughs> um, let's get into some sales. X, what would you like to recommend this week? All right, so, uh. This one, this is based on on title alone. I'm just throwing that out there. So the game is called. You ready for this? Doctor <laughs> Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. That almost sounds like it's a typo. <laughs> Doctor Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. It's uh ten dollars. It is on sale for seven dollars. It came out back in June. I missed this. this is the first I've heard of the game. Period. Uh, it is listed as puzzle genre on ta and just from sort of looking at the screenshots uh it i don't what could this possibly be i don't even like know what word to use to describe like (laughs) it looks like poyo poyo but there's like this giant meat monster wait do you not know what do you not know what that's a play on what the, t- the title? Oh, no, I have no idea. That's a play on uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Green Machine. Oh, is it? Mean. I bean. have never even heard of that game. <laughs> or Bean. Yeah, mean Bean Machine. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sonic Tetris game. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, I had no idea that existed, so that makes a little or more sense. Poyo, whatever. Yeah, okay, because it looks like Poyo, so that makes sense. So it's a ripoff of a ripoff, basically. Yep. Um, Nailed yeah. it. All right. After meticulously analyzing Meat Boy all throughout Super Meat Boy Forever, the nefarious Dr. Fetus now has all the data he needs to create the perfect Meat Boy clone. That's that's the backstory for our game here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks like Poyo with uh, some obstacles. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and gamble on that one for $7 and my favorite title in a while. Um <laughs> Right. It's uh apparently not easy. It's uh forty two hundred TA and only four people have completed Whoa. it out of two hundred and sixteen starters. So not a very popular game either. But well, there's an achievement none of the achievements oh. seem Yeah, look at this. None of the achievements achievement. seem too terribly difficult until you get to the A plus ranks on all the levels and those it's the same four people actually are the only ones that have any of those. <laughs> So those might be very tough. So Dr. Fetus is mean. What are we going to say, Al? The second achievement on the list is called, why is this game so hard? <laughs> That's not reassuring. <laughs> nope. Try a level more than 10 times for that one. Yeah. How are they able to? Why am I still super playing Meat this? Boy? How are they able to have Super Meat Boy in here? Well, that was the description. Is it the same? I mean, it's Team Meat. The, I assume t- Team Meat made so Super, Super Meat, Meat Boy. Boys is different from Super Meat, Meat Boy. Oh, so yeah, Doctor Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. Uh, the name alone intrigued me, and then my other. This is sort of a more real suggestion. Uh, I don't think the last time, maybe the time before I was on the podcast, I spoke very fondly of a building full of cats, and there has since been a sequel a castle full of cats. And now uh, there's another game called Hidden Cats in London just came out um, yesterday by the time you guys hear this. And it's normally $2.99 and it's on sale for two four or two thirty nine. 
So, you know, not a crazy sale, but that's 20% off. And it is uh, find hidden cats in static backgrounds. It's what's not to love. It's made by a different developer than a building full of cats and castle full of cats. But it is the same publisher and looks to be the exact same type of game. Uh, one to two hour completion. Uh, absolutely no TAD to be had, uh, but it's a cute game. Find cats, man. Kelsey and I had a blast playing the first two. They're just cute. You know, one of us has the controller and the other one goes, oh, oh, look, go, go right. There's the cat. You know, um, I expect hidden cats in London will be no different. So I will absolutely be picking this up. Uh, actually, it's probably out now as of me recording this because time gap. It's after midnight now, man. So I'm going to pick this up uh -huh. and we're going to play this tomorrow as soon as she gets home from school. Hidden cats in London. Cool. Anything from you? What games do you want to recommend? Elf? Oh, I was going to ask if you had anything. I guess not. Ah, uh, nah, 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 it's the same old, same old for <laughs> me. So I got nothing good this time. I found two games from our good friends at Coat Sync. Two games we've talked about on the pod before. Number one is Fogs, which is $8.74 down from $25. That is a fun two-player puzzle platformer, physics-based puzzler, hence Fogs, physics, dogs, and... I never put that together. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> I finished a, the game. A... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you think it was? <laughs> Phallic dogs? I Wait, couldn't even tell that you. Out. No, don't edit that out. Uh, the other game is... Cake Bash, which is a party game, and it is eight dollars down from twenty. And I used to kick uh, Rocker's ass so bad in this game that he left the podcast because of it. So this is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. These games are good prices. It's a good party good prices. Game. Uh, they're completable, and they're fun. It's a good indie fun indie dev. Um, you might know them. They have uh, Moonglow Bay as well. Is that still on the Game Pass? No, I don't think so. But they usually no. launch games into Game Pass and then they come off after a year, unfortunately. But then, then the prices come down and they're reasonable. We also did stream Cake Bash uh, two, maybe three times. And that is on our YouTube channel if you want to yeah. see that. We did it before a couple of our live shows. Oh, Moonglow is also on sale. 15 bucks down from 25 See? Coat Sync Sale. Say that three times fast. Cool. But, speaking of Game Pass, uh, Game Pass News out now. We have From Space, a twin-stick shooter with one to four-player online co-op. Something we could do on our Thursday night. Uh, oh. We have Like a Dragon Ishin. Uh, and we have F1 Manager 2023. For anybody not in the know, which seems like a weird Venn diagram, but I'll explain. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin is the sequel to Yakuza Ishin. Like a Dragon. Um, I had a feeling it was like that, but I didn't know. Yeah, and I played those games. they've said that they're no longer calling the games Yakuza. 
they're calling them like a dragon. So the subtitle of the second newest Yakuza game mm. is now what the series is called. It's like if they, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and just now the games are called Odyssey Mirage, you know, Odyssey Valhalla. It's I don't know why they did that. Um, are they? But yeah, that is the. Shying away from that title after all these years. That's what I mean. Like that's yeah, that's, that's a, a huge just name recognition on that you franchise brand recognition exactly and they just dropped it for like a dragon um so Interesting. yeah they said oh, they're all going to be called like a dragon and they're all going to be turn-based from now on and that's the direction that the franchise is going after look, eight games so, let's just change it all i looked up what ishin means do you know x uh i do not it is japanese is not one of my languages it is prestige or dignity so okay Sounds about right. Hmm. Respect, right. very important. Honor. Mm -hmm. And Japanese mafia. Very important. <laughs> I mean, it sounds... Good to know. It's, it's like a fitting subtitle for the franchise, then. That makes sense. I guess, I guess so. It is. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there in case anyone oh. didn't know that is, that is Yakuza now, just by a different name. Fascinating. No, that's good to know. Um, on October 26th, we have Dead Space coming. All right, yeah, I know Michelle's looking forward and to that. She kept trying to buy that's it. That's like, like the, the new one, the reboot, like, not the for, 2007 one. Those EA games eventually come to Game Pass, right? Yeah. So it's like eventually. Remake. But, yeah, EA yeah. Play is in Game Pass. Yep. So as it goes into EA Play, like six months to a year after its release, it goes into EA Play, so then we get it on Game Pass. I sort of worry yeah, about this the... Is a Dead Space rem remake. I worry about the remaster, future of EA Play and Game Pass. Now that uh, now that we own Activision Blizzard, is EA going to want to be like directly competing with their main competitor? We're all in bed together. I don't know. That'll be... Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, there's money yeah. to be made, but there's got to be some weird allegiance money. thing. For sure. Um, also, on October 26th, we have Frog Detective, The Entire Mystery. This is very much a Kush and Corey game, I'm sure. <laughs> and we also have Minico's Night Market, an adventure simulation game. And on October 21st, once again, we have Jusant and Headbangers Rhythm Royale. That's the 31st. That game is and you also missed on the 24th, we're getting Cities Skylines Dose on Xbox and PC with no zombies, unfortunately. Um, actually, the, the, the script is a lie. That shouldn't be on oh. there. That got deleted. Oh, man. Sorry. That's why I was that's why I skipped it. I thought you just lost your spot. My fault. Yeah. Okay, ignore me. X doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, that's being delayed into sometime into 2024. Ah, I missed that one. My fault. All good. They must be adding zombies. Um, leave... <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if, they, <laughs> if zombies are in the next one? Uh, leaving Game Pass at the end of the month, we have Gunfire Reborn, a first-person shooter roguelike. Um, I talked about this on level 264. It was very much just my first impressions. I played through it a, a couple more times. It's fun. It's a good game. 
I didn't get too far because I think it's a game that's better suited in co-op. And now that it's leaving Game Pass, uh, I guess I'll never play until it's a deep sale. Because right about now, it's 20 bucks or $16 if with your Game Pass subscription. That's too much. I know nobody's going to buy it that. Gets down to about $10. Let's buy it. Someone hit me up. I really want to play it in co-op. I think it's fun. Uh, kill it with fire. Uh, action game where you're killing spiders, as the title implies. Corey talked about it on level 136, and L also talked about it on level 197, if you want to go back and hear their thoughts on it. I had and I had fun. Pretty with much that anyone one. anyone that's played it will tell you yep. to play it. Yep. It's a lot of fun, and apparently. it's it's quick. You can easily wrap that up by the end of the month. Four or five hours tops. Yep. Um, speaking of games that you can wrap up quick by the end of the month, we're losing Persona Five Royale, yeah. a turn based role playing game. If you're uh, determined, I'm. <laughs> Is that even? I mean, just don't sleep. Yeah, right. It's it's a. Uh... So I'll chime in with this one a little bit. It's a 100 to 120 hour estimate, but you can get uh, really, really screwed. Um, there's one like super luck based achievement, and there are people that just had horrible, terrible, rotten luck and had to spend an extra 50 hours on that one single achievement, making it, you know, 150, even a, a 200 hour completion. Uh, because of 50, that holy one crap. single achievement. Yeah, uh, I forget what it's called. Let's see if I can find it real quick. That's awful. Well, while you're finding that, uh, we're also losing Signalis, a survival horror, horror game. On the PC, there is a de- debug, so, you know, quickly go through and complete it. Um. But on the console, there's a it's a 15 to 20 hour completion. And then the last game that we're losing at the end of the month is uh, Solesta. 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 Close enough. Uh, Turn based role playing strategy game. Uh, Also, really quick. It's like a 120 hour game. So get on that. But with that. That'll be the end of the Game Pass news. So let's go ahead and jump into our final segment, Brag Camp. First up in completions, we have Hurricane Dale with 100 completed games, Sincere Seeker 6 with 500 completed games, Casual Exile with 900, Sniped by a Girl with 1700, and Mental Knight 5 with 1900 completed games. Not too shabby. Streaks. Who wants to go streaking with me? L sock. That is good attire if you're going streaking. Just one sock. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, L sock. Fifty days. Stega. Fifty days. Jeremy nice. DJ. Two hundred. Cerebral Assassin. Tree fifty. Thrash Forever. Six fifty. Dino Man. Eighty seven. Ten fifty. Eldritch SS 1150, Philip Wendell 1250, and uh, not to take away from the accomplishments of anybody else, <laughs> not to take away from the accomplishments of anybody else, but Dang, man. Waka, Waka, you angel, 
you crazy, crazy mad lad, you. Waka is on a 3,650-day achievement win streak. Uh, and if anyone, you know, did some head math there, that's 10 years. Wow. Dear God, Waka's man. on a 10-year achievement win streak that's crazy you people in your 10 year in 10 year win streaks are just and not congratulations are in order life. for that i will keep my thoughts on streaks to myself because i've already spoken about them enough that's crazy 10 years big congrats dude can't imagine anybody else having you know longer than a 10 year <laughs> win streak we wouldn't know anyone that crazy <laughs> how do you say congratulations <laughs> in Swedish. Let's see. Let's see. Phone? That's pretty easy. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but uh, gratis. Close enough. Say, yeah, probably. Mark, I think you say right or wrong. I'll say it in Russian. You say Zdravlinya. I think you say touch grass. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, in gamer score. I like zero has hit five hundred fifty thousand. R fifty six Cooper S eleven has hit seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, woo! Oh man, has Game hit eight hundred thousand. I love it. <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. It's okay now. Northern Last has hit one point five million, and Lucas nineteen eighty seven has hit three million gamer score. What the heck, Lucas? Crazy. Lucas. I can I just point out since uh you know we're talking about a woo um with eight hundred thousand gamer score, um did you guys see what game he picked to get that with? I did not. Uh so eight hundred thousand gamer score earned with the game Octahedron, get it? Octa eight. Nice. <laughs> and also, um, you know, just because I'm on his page right now, uh 800,000 gamer score, um, 2.1 million TA. So at that high gamer score, he still Whoa. still has a 2.66 ratio, which is crazy at any level, let alone that high, and a 96% completion rate. So a woo, congrats to you. Wow. And also gratis to you as well. Uh, woo. In leaderboards, Heizos are now in the top 20 of the USA Completed Games leaderboard for Cardboard. Ben L72 now there in the leaderboard for Metrovania. Julian Ice, got some bagpipes during that silence, is now in the top 20 of the Scotland Achievements <laughs> 1 leaderboard for Adventure. Scotland Completed Games leaderboard for Adventure and Point and Click. Uh, he's making up things now. That's nice. your favorite thing, right? Adventure and Point and Click, Kenny. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, that's what he's all about. They're a lot like Doom. It's basically just Monkey. It's Demon Monkey and Visual Island Novels. And Doom are the only two things in that category. And the Whale is now in the top 5,000 of the max possible completion percentage leaderboard. Icefire TN is now in the top 50 nice. of the completed games leaderboard for Vayners. He's been playing nonstop Vayners. And now in the top 20, max possible completion percentage leaderboard for Vayners as well. Lucas is now second in the Gamerscore leaderboard for Party. Why do I think Mental or Elroy is number one? I don't know. I just think that. I forget one of those. Um, I feel like Elroy was number one in something, yeah, but I would have guessed beat him up. He, I thought it was Dodgeball he, he was going for. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. It's got... No, nah, I thought he was... 
number one in something legitimate. Oh. Uh, um, He's number uh, one in beat em up in Tennessee. Third hand. He's number two in dodgeball overall. I am going to find Oh, shoot. It is mental is number one in party games. But Lucas is less than 100 gamer score behind. Whoa. 23 and 60. 84 points. 84 point difference between mental and first and Lucas and second. How many points? And then red is only 700 behind that. All right, mental. Get on it. Stop changing your name in the chat and play some games. All right. (laughs) Festive head die. Budokai night. All right. I think that's a good place to end it there. Ooh, wow, man. This was like our old school shows where we used to just, you know, sit there and ramble on and have a four hour podcast because uh, I think it might be another one of those. Oh, delirious. Yeah. But yes. either way, I had fun talking about Assassin's Creed and Halo. This was fun. Yeah, good show. That was a lot of fun, even if it, we recorded for well over two hours, so which X, is crazy. We almost never do that anymore. In between your Assassin's Creed and your Halos, do you still pick up the occasional smaller game or the indie game, Palette Cleanser, or is that just completely mm. not anything? Not really. Do? I mean, not even. Let's see. Not even, for, on you. not even just as a gamer score horde type thing. Just like as a. Uh, just, you know, palette cleanser, a smaller game in between the big Quick games. little tangent here. Here's here's my list of most recently played games. So Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, Halo Infinite, Castle Full of Cats with Kels, Starfield, yeah, okay. Far Cry so 6, like Moving Out 2 with Kels, um, Fighting Game, Tales of Vesperia, Diablo, uh, Hidden Shapes, Cats with Kels, <laughs> Fighting Game, Samurai Showdown. There's an Artifacts Mundi. He plays good there. games in that... Cat games. Oh, cat games. Yeah, not really. I I, uh, those, are, those are really small, but. I have Aerial Knights Never Yield. Whoa. In my like re- recent 20. That's Mostly not... I just had it installed and wanted to get rid of it. That doesn't sound I like enjoy a. enjoy that. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't sound like a Yu game. It was a uh, Games with Gold. I, yeah, it was. Try anything. Not great. All right. But yeah, no, not really. No, uh, no little games. I'm all about my big RPGs these days. Oh, cool. Good for you. All right. But yes, <laughs> let's go ahead and end it there. It's been yep. a long one. Um, as always, all the links are down in the, in the show notes. Uh, check them out. Re- make sure to read them. Tell L he did a good job. You know, boost his ego. He needs it. He needs a love. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Thanks uh, for joining X. This was a lot of fun. Sure thing. And class is dismissed. No, not See yet. All next week. Not yet. Top Damn. three I reasons you should hire me for your tutor editing and proofreading needs. Number three, I'm a certified teacher. Number two, I have flexible hours. And number one, I'm affordable. Hit me up. It's college application season and I'm unemployed. Bye. See ya. Uh, woo, woo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the October mid-month Game Passable, your home for all the Game Pass goodies and publisher analytics regarding our favorite subscription service. Once again, I'm Freemhole, and I am joined here by my hooky-playing friend, Koosh Moose. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. Uh, we are here to break down all the news from the Xbox Wire post 
twice a month to optimize your Game Pass experience. It is mid-month, like I said, and we are going to showcase some games for you and FutureCast, Prognosticate, and uh, look down a couple of months ahead to help you maximize your Game Pass experience. Like I said, we are here in the new month, and I think, Kush and I were just talking about this, I think we're at a point where we're almost caught up. I think after this one, we will be hitting our stride with this segment and really be able able to give you uh, some excellent information moving forward. So... Again, we're still cleaning a little bit of the backlog, and uh, but I think I think we got this thing clicking now. What do you What do you think, Kush? I feel yeah. I feel like you know, we were playing a lot of catch up, trying to get a lot of content so that we could be forecasted far enough out, and and now we've kind of caught up to that. Just like you said, we caught up to that. And we've got a plan moving forward, so I think we've got our moving window, and we're we're rocking and rolling, and let's see how it rolls out. Uh, yep, but. To that point, we still love your feedback. Really appreciate it, and uh, you know, and, and I'll I, I have one thing I'm going to take into account. You'll hear it later on, specifically for you, Haizo. But let's start with the games that are leaving the service. Just a quick heads up on what uh, we got announced. There's only five games, which was kind of nice. Um, two of those, Signalis and Gunfire Reborn, were on the high probability list for us. So those ended up happening, and Kill It With Fire we talked about quite a bit on our 50-50 list. Thought maybe it would survive to the sequel. Um, Guess not. <laughs> did not. I'm actually, uh, I put this on my list to try to get done before the end of the month. Looks looks doable. Um, the other one here is, that was kind of a surprise, was the Solasta, Crown of the Magistar. That's a 30-month lever you know i i couldn't track that at all so that one came as a surprise and probably the biggest most important one here is persona 5 royale um you know i had mentioned this last episode regarding its importance because i think it's going to dictate the lifespan of persona 3 and 4 which we'll talk more at the uh in the start of november but in January is when those are going to come up. So if you're going to work on Persona 3 and 4, you've got about three months left before those things are out. The only other thing that we want to touch on before we move forward is one of the games we talked about, we said it was a probable survivor, was Coral Island. Kush, you, you had some news on Coral Island. and Yeah, we just saw on TA today they announced that uh, it's going to go gold. It's going to go out of the preview program. Um, so it is actually going to be official and officially launched on November 14th. And that means we should have achievements on that date. And I think that's when you're going to start the clock on it, right? Yes. So that's now the new 12 month window clock for me is when things go into full launch. Uh, so I'm going to put on my little spreadsheet that I propose this thing is gone on November 1st of 2024, uh, on or about there. So we'll see how that ends up going. Similarly, one of the games I had showcased at one point was Frog Detective, the entire mystery. And when I thought that one might be leaving, I didn't realize it was a PC-only game. Well, that's definitely not going to leave the program because the console port is coming out on October 26th, so just a a week or so away. And again, this is going to be one of those that it'll start the 12-month clock on this date. So I would imagine then you've got essentially two years for the PC version of Frog Detective and the console will last 12 months. That is what I'm guessing is going to end up happening with that one. 
we can move into speculation. Uh, covered October there. We're moving into November now. We've talked pretty significantly about November, but there's some things I wanted to highlight that we um, kind of passed over. Farming Simulator 2022, I just wanted to reiterate, this is leaving at 18 months, but the data kind of suggests that this might be a window for it to, uh, for Farming Sim 23 to come into the program. So November, this November is that six month window when Farming Sim 23 could come out. And so if we get an announcement or a Farming Sim starts tweeting or like, hey, it's coming to Game Pass, that pretty much puts the death knell on Farming Simulator 22. Uh, because they switch spots. This is one of those titles that that they don't keep both in there. So I want to throw that out there again. I don't think it's leaving until we get news of 23, but 23 is hitting that six-month window, so keep your eye out for that one. The other one on here is uh, Grand Theft Auto V. I was shocked that it survived October, absolutely shocked. And so we are totally on borrowed time right now. The days are super limited. I would not be surprised if it's the next two weeks. I guess I don't know when they started the clock necessarily on, you know, per month or if Microsoft is seeing enough for their 12 to 15 million a month. They're getting that much in return from people buying shark cards or staying in the subscription or whatever. Obviously, the analytics on the back end will help dictate whether or not it's worth their money. Um, but if you indeed are using Game Pass to play GTA V, I I don't think it's long for this world. Uh, the other things we wanted to touch on was the section where I don't have enough data. And if you look at my spreadsheet, it's at the bottom of the list, there's a section of not enough data. And it really is just not not that there's no games that have left. Some of them are, are you know, self-published or whatever, and we just don't have any clue. But others are, there's really just no projecting because because they're all kind of random leavings and so i just want to touch on a couple of them here give some thoughts on when i think they might be leaving um we're gonna start it with gungrave gore kush didn't uh didn't fufu talk about this game at one point yeah yeah he talked about it but he and i both played it um and uh it's it's I want to say it's kind of unremarkable. Um, it's not the, the most fun game and it kind of gets kind of wears on you. But yeah, yeah, it had been talked about on the podcast. I didn't look up the level. Um, yeah. So this one I would have pegged as a probable gone. Uh, it's, it's developed by play or published by play on, which was formerly Coke media. Um, Coke media's only ever had one game in the sis in the, uh, the, the cycle here. It did leave at 12 months. Um, but what I'm leaning on here is the financial troubles of Embracer. So PlayOn was acquired by Embracer, and I, I would imagine that Embracer would appreciate the steady income of a Game Pass check versus not having that and trying to sell games retail. So I think this one stays only because Embracer is in financial um, tightening right now and that they would they would rather have guaranteed money than play the play the market as it were another title is ghost lore um we are hitting the 12 month pc release for that one uh but but the console version was released in may and so this is just like what we were just talking about i think it's going to be safe this month and we're going to see in may we'll lose both the pc version and the console version so we'll look out in May of 2024. Obviously, we will keep you abreast of that when that time comes along. Somerville. Kush, you played Somerville, right? You completed yeah. Somerville. Yeah. I like Somerville. Yep. Yeah. 
This is, uh, do we have a name for this type of genre that you like? We should. That's, that's not needs, Limbo Likes? It, well, it is Limbo Likes. That's the name of the genre. Oh, okay. And it needs to be tagged that way. They, they need to make a Limbo Like. Yeah, so Somerville is Limbo Like. It's so much Limbo Like that it was, it, it is from the studio Jump Ship, self-published by uh, Dino Patty. He co-founded Jump Ship after leaving Play Dead, right? And so Play Dead was the one who made Limbo and Inside, which he also co-founded that, uh, that, um, developer as well so play dead when they published limbo on game pass it only lasted 12 months uh so that was a their 12 month window but it's since come back through 505 games which the 505 games also publishes inside and so this is still lingering here the problem is is all that happened after dino left anyway so he didn't even have any input on this 12 month anything so we're confined completely blind here on whatever jump ship's going to end up doing with somerville um it does seem like one of those titles though that single player pretty niche um i i could see this one being a, a higher probability of of leaving as one of those kind of random one-offs and then the last one i want to talk about for november is a soccer story um no more robots is the publisher here and they have no discernible pattern uh, the games that have left their their uh, you know under their watch, um, I would say if anything, eighteen months is probably the time, which is a weird one. But they had three titles leave at eighteen months, uh, but but then they're also sitting on Descenders, which has been there for over four years. So again, I think Soccer Stories a good chance of staying, maybe maybe to that eighteenth month window. Um, but again, no more robots. Really don't have a lot to go on. And then we move into December, and and I want to start here with those not enough data picks uh, for December, and we're going to start with there's three Ubisoft games hitting the 18 month window here: Far Cry 5, AC Origins, and For Honor. Now For Honor's been in various forms for like ever, so even the 18 months here, I don't remember what that corresponds with uh, because it's probably some version that they updated, but Ubisoft no clue when when their games end up leaving so if you're playing ubisoft games for these they take forever so you should be working on them anyway the other there's three other games that are hitting 24 months um anvil rubber bandits and the gunk and these are all single single devs publishing um no clue right first game in the system and it's at two years so big old question mark really on those um skybound games has two titles that are hitting their 12 months and that is rainbow billy and the curse of the leviathan and the walking dead the final season i think we can all agree that the walking dead titles are pretty much there to stay i you know they've been staggered throughout the entire life cycle of game pass and so and we haven't really seen them leave but rainbow billy um I, I think that one might be on the list. Now, Kush, do you know anything about Rainbow Billy at all? Yeah, I streamed that one. We, we got a review code for the podcast, and uh, I streamed it, and uh, it is uh, – it's interesting. Um, is it is it a licensed yeah. product? Is that like a comic book I don't know about? If if that's the case, then I don't know about it either. Okay. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't seem like a licensed product. Okay. It could just be some rando. So, anyway, I think so. If I had to – put money on it i would say rainbow billy is probably a higher prob probability in this case but 
like I said, Skybound, they've had five titles. They currently have five titles in the service, and nothing's left yet. Um, Escape Academy is in there at 15 months right now. That's the longest tenured one. Um, but it also had some DLC that came out with it. So these two games here are the next ones on the list at 12 months, and uh, we just haven't seen anything leave. So we are, we're flying blind on them. And then the outright games we mentioned before as thought these things were going to hit 12 months. What was there's a Paw Patrol game up there that, that we thought was leaving. Well, we got two titles here that are at 24 months, and these are the longest tenured games on there right now. Ben 10 Power Trip and Paw Patrol Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. Um, nothing's lasted this long for outright games, so 24 months seems like it might be, maybe, uh, but who knows? Maybe with little kids, they want to keep it in for the holidays. Again, no clue. Uh, Townscaper. Townscaper's at 24 months. Raw Fury is publishing this one, and nearly everything that Raw Fury publishes is gone at 12 months. So the fact that this thing survived to 24, who knows, right? Um, I think this one is probably... Those simulation management games that are on PC tend to survive a lot longer uh, because people kind of dabble in them for an extended period of time. And so I think this one kind of falls into that boat as well, that you're going to end up seeing it hang out a little bit longer. And then finally, High on Life by Squanch Games hits its 12-month window here. The one thing I think with this one is the DLC that just came out, uh, what, like last week or whatever, for uh, High on Knife. Uh, and DLC tends to give these things a little extra life. So it might have seen a boost in popularity with that T uh, DLC release. And that might have convinced Squanch to re-up for one more year in Game Pass. But uh, again, totally speculation on that. Kush, did you play High on Life? Did you dabble in that one? Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it. And it, uh, it, it's kind of a fun, kind of like, a, I want to say like a, a Metroid Prime-ish. It kind of feels like that. With oh, that sure. kind of combat and the exploration and all that. And, and of course, the mobility that you get. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun, fun little game and very talkative, very chatty, but there were settings <laughs> that they added after the fact where you can kind of dial that down a little bit and kind of recommend that you do. <laughs> yeah. So it, you know, I, I want to play this game. It's on my list to do, but I think, I think I get an extra year for this one. So I'm, I'm kicking it down the road a little bit. So now we get into some that I think will have much higher probabilities here for December. Um, Disc room. I put it a 50, 50 here. It's coming up on 18 months. This is a Devolver digital game, and they've had tons and tons of games through the service. And what we can really see is that most likely they're gone at 12 months, and then your next pip is at 18 and then 24. So they hit those six-month cycles. There's nine other games that are kind of all over the board, but by and large, it's 12 months is your high probability, probably your red. And then you've got like 50-50s at 18 and 24. And I just feel like Disc Room might be uh, a, a good option here at the, uh, at the 18-month mark. So I'm keeping an eye on that one. Mortal Kombat 11. I feel much higher about this. I mentioned it last week as in, in passing as it might be on the radar uh, because of Mortal Kombat 1's release, which I still think is the case, but I also did some digging in the history of Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10 left at the 24-month mark. So I think Mortal Kombat 11 is going to follow that suit as well and leave at 24 months. So if you are still working on Mortal Kombat 11, you have until December to take care of that one. And then the other, this is a higher probability, is Chained Echoes. 
this is a deck 13 I mentioned before. Um, and, and I, I plan to do a deep dive, uh, showcase on this one. Cause I, I really love this game. They've only had one other game through that cycled through the service. And it was a, another turn-based RPG called cross code. Um, and that left at 12 months. So I am eyeballing this one as another 12-month lever. This is a 60-hour completion. So like I said, I highly recommend it. Um, and so if you get working on it now in October and all of November, you can get it done before December, no problem, and still enjoy yourself. You wouldn't have to rush through it. Uh, but more information on that in, uh, in November when we do this segment again, and I will showcase it. Now we're... The final things we want to talk about for December, these high probabilities of leaving. We already talked uh, last uh, last episode about Tiny Build Games where they have 75% of their games leaving at 12 months. Totally, totally, I can't even say it. It's such a tongue twister. Totally Reliable Delivery Service, Hello Neighbor 2, and Potion Craft. Uh, we said that uh, we were feeling they might be gone in, no, um, in November. They, they, we had launches on December 1st, December 6th, and December 13th. Um, again, mention them December as, or November as you're probably, you know, 50, 50, 75% chance of leaving. I think that goes up to nearly 100% here in December. So if, if my mention of those as a possible got you moving, um, I'm, I'm putting the, the clock here on, 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 getting them done for December. I took that opportunity to play a bunch of Potion Craft, um, and I will do a showcase on that game sometime in the near future. Uh, a, that is a super foo-foo game. If he hasn't played that, he totally should. It's a it's a, a cool simulator. I mean, it's like what I do for work. I mean, I'm a scientist, and I just make potions all day. But uh, I will get into that in more depth. Uh, great PC game works really well with a keyboard and mouse i guess mouse only you don't even need a keyboard finally this is for you Heizo. lego star wars skywalker saga Heizo was pissed i kept saying star walker saga uh but it's just because i'm tired and i can't speak correctly um lego we've already said this multiple times lego games do not survive past 12 months most of them even leave before that, and this is a Lego game. Warner Brothers also, I mean, they typically get things out of their 12 months, but because this is a Lego game, I think this thing is super toast. And that'll do it for December. And so we are geared up to touch on January. Um, let me just give you a little sneak peek of three games, I think, are, I guess, technically four games, because I already mentioned Persona 3, and Persona 4, those are January games. I think those are leaving. Ink Lunanati. How would you pronounce that, Kush? Uh, Inkulanati? Inkulanati. This is a game I actually want yeah. to play. Uh, I think that's a super high probability. And then JoJo Bizarre's Adventure All-Star Battle R? <laughs> Did it really end on R, or is it Battle Royale? Yeah. Whatever. Nah. Anyway. Those three, I think, are super high probability for January. So if you had any interest, that would be it there. Okay, let's move on to a little bit of a game showcase here. We've dabbled, Koosh, and uh, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Eastward. Uh, this is a game that we knew was going to you know, 
there was a good chance it was going out and kind of intended to play more and more of it, but things have just been crazy uh, with what's coming and going. And uh, so I know I was, you know, I said that I would do this. I knew you dabbled in it just because you wanted to check it out. Uh, but Eastward is uh, from developer PixPill. Uh, this is their first Xbox game. So, okay, cool. Uh, and then published by Chucklefish. We've seen some other things from Chucklefish. I think only one, possibly even one, has been in Game Pass before. But um, it's a I 30 like to 45. Yeah, I, I like them six as games a, in the service. Have they had six in the service? Six of them. Three of them left at 12 okay. months. One of them was at 24 months, which is Wargroove. And there's Starbound is still alive at 33 months. Um, ah. But what I said before was that all the games that uh, were co-developed lasted longer. But when Chucklefish just straight published it, they those were the 12-month ones. And Eastward is straight publishing. They didn't gotcha. have to develop so, it at all. So it's not looking great. Uh, <laughs> so... Let's talk about Eastward a little bit more to kind of get you, uh, you know, let you know what you're in for or what you might be missing. Uh, it's a 30 to 45 hour completion. There is no walkthrough on TA, but you can find walkthroughs on IGN and NeoSeeker. Uh, and I think the NeoSeeker one is probably a little bit better put together than the IGN one. They're so kind of. Uh, ad heavy and such. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard to find your information. Uh, this is an action adventure game and it's, it's more similar to like the top town, uh, the top down Zelda games that are on the uh, Game Boy or the GBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got that kind of a feel to it, but it is quality. Yes. Uh, the graphics are great. Uh, the environments are busy and detailed. So you're, you're not, uh, you're not just like in these empty towns. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of motion in town. It's just a really beautiful game. It's really Uh, rich. Like, it's well thought out, right? There's a nice backstory. Like, the world seems really neat and well thought out. And, I mean, I've only played the first chapter, but, like, the setting that it it creates is, like, I've got lots of questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I didn't get too far into it either. I think uh, I have not completed the first chapter either. So this is, you know, this is kind of a um, a first taste review, if you will. Uh, but also, I did a little bit of research into the achievements and kind of like road mapping uh, that will hopefully help uh, you, you to be able to complete this in time uh, for the 12 month. Um, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic setting where you're living in an underground society with other survivors and you play for the most part as John, who's a minor, uh, minor, meaning he works in a mine, uh, and you find a young girl, <laughs> a minor, if you, you find will. a minor, yeah. <laughs> and you find a minor, uh, named Sam and you adopt her as your daughter. Uh, and shortly after you take control of the game, uh, in that part of the story, you get banished from the settlement not really going to go into the details of why, but you're going to get banished from town. And then you go out uh, and you leave the underground area. And that's really when things kind of open up a little bit. Apparently I haven't gotten that far yet, but um, did you beat the first boss? I've seen, um, did I beat the first boss? Yes, like, I did. Like the vending machine or whatever. Yes. The one that yeah. chases you down the hallway. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yes, that was fun. And I did not know what that was coming. I totally <laughs> didn't just, either. <laughs> No, and it just it sets up the gameplay really well. Yeah. Uh, uh, so 
speaking of which, uh, when you're John and you will spend most of your time, uh, as John, I feel, uh, and, and he, uh, uses a frying pan basically. Mm-hmm. So he can kind of like directly Ooh, melee yeah. enemies, but yeah, <laughs> you can, uh, you can directly melee enemies, but you can also hit like stones and things, uh, and, and cause those to fly out and hit enemies. Uh, at some point, not too far into the game, you'll be able to play as Sam as well. And you can kind of swap between the two. And of course they'll take that away as the story goes, but uh, Sam has psychic abilities. She can kind of lock down enemies or throw these kind of psychic bubbles at things. And, um, and there's actually an achievement for that where she'll freeze somebody and you have to smash them with your pan. Uh, so you'll be able to switch between them on the fly uh, as you're playing the game. Um, like I said, the game looks great. The character design is super interesting. These characters don't just stand there. They're like, they're fidgeting. They're doing things. They're like yep. throwing their, you know, they're pushing their hair back. They're doing all sorts of stuff. And it just looks good. Uh, the game is filled with mini games and puzzles. Uh, now, when it comes to the achievements, uh, you can backtrack via chapter select. But the problem with that is that the backtracking, the backtracking is so far apart that there's no like easy way to get to just where you want. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the checkpoints are going to be pretty far and, you know, a few and far between. And so you kind of want to make sure that you're following a checklist as you're going through the game. And you don't want to leave a major area until you've done everything you can in that area. You want to find all the chests in that area. Yep. You want to speak to every person you can. There's an achievement for speaking to everybody. So you want to track down. Wait, everybody, everybody or just 50 people? Is that well, everybody? I thought it was everybody. I thought oh. it was everybody, but I, I know there's at least one for fifty. But yeah, I'm so almost sure done with that people. one. <laughs> make sure you talk to people. I thought it was everybody. Um, uh, you also want to be able to sure uh, make sure make sure that you're going to all the shops and you're buying ingredients because uh, when you go into the shops, there's a kind of a random assortment of uh, ingredients that will show up at that shop. So you might see potatoes and uh, onions or whatever one time. And then when you go back the next time, they'll be out of potatoes and onions, but they'll have celery. And uh, there are some shops where items are very rare and only sold in those shops. So you're going to want to make sure that you get those ingredients. Why? Well, because there's an achievement for cooking, uh, for cooking and eating one of everything. Um, so you need to make sure that you are uh, kind of keeping track of what you've eaten because the game does not do that for you. Mm-hmm. It keeps track of how many things you've eaten. But it doesn't keep track of which specific ones. So you'll want to you'll want to have a spreadsheet or something running to make sure that you you know that. Or you're going to want to stock up on ingredients, make sure you have everything you need, and do it all right at the end, uh, which is one thing that they suggest. Well, and I've even and the eating includes the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not yes. only is it the dishes you cook, but you have to eat the ingredients too. So you have to ingredients. have enough to cook it, and then you have to enough to eat an individual ingredient as well. Um, Good times. Like you said, Kush, checklist is the way to go on this one because yes. you'll see a section and you'll be like, hey, okay, this section, there's two chests or this section, there's one, you know, whatever. Um, and then these are the foods you're going to find in chapter one. Like that's exactly how I'm approaching this and got my spreadsheets ready to go. And I don't feel like that has – because I'm not, I'm not reading ahead. I'm still enjoying the story as it comes. And so that's, you know, playing into how I in, would enjoy playing this game. Um, and it's working for me. Where are you getting your checklist from? I think Neo Seeker. I think that was Neo Seeker. That's where I pulled okay. it. But okay. then I, I had been watching a video. Yeah, I transferred everything into a spreadsheet. So okay, <laughs> you well, would be I will make sure to do that. <laughs> I am surprised. 
so surprised. <laughs> um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Very early on, uh, I think almost as soon as you get control of your main character, I think you can go into a store and buy this treasure radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it costs 50 salt. Salt is the currency in this game. And uh, that will alert you when you're near, uh, I think, a chest. I don't yep. think a secret but a chest and you see like a little uh, bar icon, you know, kind of like your cell phone signal uh, in the top right hand corner. And that'll let you know when you're near a chest and you can kind of figure out how to get it uh, at that point. Or you can then go look it up if you're really stuck. Um, I think, yeah, I think those were kind of the the things I wanted to touch on. You're just making sure you're, you're keeping on top of your stuff. Don't leave an area until you're sure you've done everything you need to do in that area because that backtracking is hard. Now, if you miss something, you can still go back, do the backtracking, get the thing you need, and get get the achievements. It's not going to force you to do a full playthrough again. Uh, there's also a mini game we haven't talked about. That there's a mini no, game that's yeah. um, I think like like Earthborn. it's a turn based battler. Yeah. yeah, it's like Earthborn, which I didn't play Earthborn. Um, Earthbound is the game. Or Earthbound. But Earthborn yes. is the name in this one. Gotcha. I know I didn't play Earthbound, uh, but I did play Earthborn uh, because you know you have to kind of early on uh, in this game, and uh, that is going to require you putting some time into that as well. It is a turn-based battler. It's got a gotcha system for getting um, different units uh, from these little pods, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna you're gonna need to spend time and resources to buy those, get all the things you need, uh, and then beat that game within the game. Yeah, and I was seeing conflicting reports on whether or not you should wait to the end when you have like a bunch of tokens and money and stuff and really focus then or spending time on it early because I, I mean, I don't know. It, I, I, it was it was strange as to when it was like the best time to go and work on that because they are completely independent of each other. Um, my yeah, my plan was to save till the end when I had a bunch of resources, buy the things I need to at that point, yeah. uh, rather than kind of split my time. If there's no benefit from playing it, like you don't get um, power ups or you know better stuff or whatever. Yeah, I don't think you do. I was just going to save that to the end. Yeah, because the stuff you spend, like you get tokens in the real world, and then when you buy these, I mean, they're <laughs> they're essentially like amiibos, right? You're buying yeah. Amiibos, and the Amiibos give you in-game items, and so they can help you, uh, you know, finish that that mini game there. Yeah, uh, but that, that's playing. all I had for it. Yeah, that's all I had for it. I, I'm not a huge RPG guy. I don't play every RPG that comes to to Game Pass, but this one looks really good. I like the fact that it's not um, necessarily turn-based. Uh, it is actiony, yeah. uh, and that to me is is the kind that I like. So, so this along with uh, Sea of Stars. Uh, which we haven't talked about. We've mentioned it in passing. And of course that did just come recently. So we'll be talking about it in another 10 months or so. <laughs> right. but, um, yeah. but that one I really enjoy as well. That's the type of RPG that I enjoy. Uh, and so I, that's why I kind of wanted to showcase or talk about this one uh, in order to get people interested and give them that heads up to get yeah. it done before. Yeah. I think, I think like you said, link, link to the past or links awakening. Like, yeah, those, those types of, isometric uh, Zelda games. The other one that reminded me of it, it was, and maybe it was just because of the art style a little bit too, was, did you ever play Star Tropics back on the no, old NES? It, uh, I don't think I did. It kind of gives me those vibes too. Um, but I got I got super stuck in that game. This one, I haven't gotten stuck yet, but it's been fun. It's cool. It's not like a, and it's not like a, like a fast-paced hack and slash. And, and the the enemies are 
from what I've seen so far in chapter one, like it varies it up on how you approach, you know, that the combats given the range that you have and, and some, some respawn, some are, you know, killed outright. And then all, I, I like the puzzles too. They had some environmental puzzles, uh, you know, that kind of solve flipping switches and connecting circuits and stuff. Um, was was interesting and then i thought that first boss mechanic was really unique so i'm I'm looking forward to other boss encounters uh and hopefully they they also provide some interesting challenges yeah it wasn't was not your typical stand and fight boss right it Ooh. was like you have to fight the boss on the move which is typically what they do at the very last level yeah uh, like with overwhelm uh, <laughs> just so uh so yeah Really cool, and I'm looking forward to different boss encounters because uh, from little reviews that I saw, they're varied, and uh, they do require you down the road to switch between your two characters and uh, and deal with the mechanics that way. So it That's sounds cool. interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Awesome. And uh, and that's kind of what we wanted to touch on for things that are leaving. Kush, you want to take a quick second and talk about the games that are coming into the service? Anything pique your interest here? I saw I saw three that that were interesting to me um and I, i'm i think two of them will be the same for us but i, I don't know if you're as uh, interested in the dead space remake as i am um i'm not i'm not a real big horror uh guy but um i like free games so there's that a helps. good chance i, will play I do it. like zombies and necromorphs are pretty much zombies so mm -hmm. but I, I might be too scared to play it i don't know We'll see. Uh, but the two, I think, certainly Jusant is right up your alley. Oh, I know you're absolutely jonesing for that one. 100%. Um, same here. I think it looks cool. Love Don't Nod. I think they do a, a great job. Uh, the other one that's on my radar is, and I've heard good things about it, i got to look more into it a little bit, is uh, Minoko's Night Market. Is that on your radar at all? Uh, it absolutely is on my radar. Um, I think Jusant is yeah, Jusant is is way up there. Yeah, uh, Mineko's Night Market or however you say that uh, is cute and colorful, and you know just makes me want to check it out. I hear it's a sim management, but I also hear it's just kind of like a collect like like it's not Pokemon, but you like collect cats and stuff. And I I don't know. It, I've I've heard other uh, people who've played it in previews, and they're like, this game is sweet. So. It has piqued my interest, that's for sure. And I think that's it. I think that covers mid-October 2023. Um, anything else you want to add, Koosh? Or do we get to wrap this thing up relatively on time today? I think we're good. Nice. Well, fantastic. Hey, all you listeners out there, we really appreciate you taking some time and uh, listening to our little Game Pass segment here. If you enjoy Game Passable, please let us know. We love to hear from you because uh, our community rules, and it's great to get some feedback and uh, you know hear all the fun things that uh, that we do that you like, and even maybe some things that you don't like, like Star Walker Saga. So with that, it's time to head out. Enjoy the rest of your gaming, guys. Have a good one, and we will see you in November. Bye bye. Later's. Bye.